This episode of Kind of Funny Games Cast is brought to you by Blue Apron. Now, Blue Apron, obviously, we've talked a lot about them before. You know, Game Over Greggy himself, Greg Miller, big fan of his show on Instagram, Cooking with Greggy. You can find him on the little hashtags and stuff. He's a big fan of cooking and stuff. Blue Apron, been really helpful with that. Because here's the deal. They send you little recipe sheets, all the things that you need. You can make each meal within 40 minutes or less. Tell me that's not a good deal, Kevin. It's a great deal. It is. It is. So here's the deal. They are the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the entire country. It is their goal to make incredible home cooking accessible to everybody. And that includes me. And I can't cook. I haven't used it yet personally, but that's just because I'm just really not into cooking and stuff. But Greg, Greg's been loving it. Kev, have you used this? No, I haven't, but Paula really wants to get it. Oh, we got to get it for Paula. If she wanted to get it, you can tell her. She can check out this week's menu and get her first first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash gamecast. No S there, just gamecast, okay? Literally every time she asks, I'm like, let's do that. Okay, good. Let's make her do it. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to cook using Blue Apron. Remember, again, blueapron.com slash gamecast. First three meals free, free shipping. We'll get Paula's review soon, and we'll let you know. Till next time, Blue Apron, a better way to cook. What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode 113 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Gettys, joined by one half the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. <laughs> hey, what's up? We're gonna need. To, I need to figure out what to do with that intro. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know because I, 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 I don't want to RIP. Like Colin will always be the, the second half. half. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's but like when, it's like when you had. It's like when you you'd, when not me, of course, because I'm a dude. I'm a manly man. But like when you'd have like you know in in grade school, like when the girls had their best friends forever, and they'd have little hearts that came oh, yeah, together. Yeah. The lo- the things. Yeah. Not that I ever had one of those. Don't uh, worry. I, I get. What you're and saying. I didn't have that penguin that turned out to be a girl's toy either. But it's like <laughs> one of those things. Like that's what it, this is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Okay. But, but I mean, a good friend. Yeah, Daniel you, sh- Dwyer. you should maybe for the guests, you should like have like a second thing on. Hey, hey, no, cheers. I've never had guests before. Really? Well, you yeah. know, I figured I'd bring some over. Mm-hmm. Seemed like a good time for an old drink. Too dark for me. It hurts my head. That's why mm-hmm. I didn't do it. I apologize. Wow, I didn't is. mean to insult your heritage. It's no problem. Okay. I, There's a lot. Have you never on. had one either, Kevin? No, I, I have. Taste sensation. God damn it, Kevin. I love this fucking show. I love this I goddamn love it. company. I love it. That's, <laughs> it. That's what it was. No, I've had Guinness before. Guineas? You've had Guineas before? Guinness. Have yeah, you? Yeah, some of that Guineas. Guineas. I can't say it. Whatever. I've had that shit before, and it's great. <laughs> Especially with the pizza, but it, now it's... I think it's the... It's malty. Yeah, it's the... it's the. Show your tongue again. Show your flavor. Did you <laughs> so, Kevin, we went to Ike's Sandwiches today. Oh, and you they give you the green apple pop the, on the way out. The but Kevin lobby. always exchanges it for a blueberry blow pop, and then his entire mouth, teeth, and tongue are blue. But now it's just Fucking down to his tongue. Dude, if you drank some blue. Guinness, your shits are real dark. So oh, you really? Should, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Got that look oh, yeah. You got those Guinness that, shits. That is exciting. So, Danny, you are joining us again on the Kind of Funny Games guys. You're one of our earliest guests. Sure. Like really? Going, going back going back to the, the old days of the old Jesus. studio. Back when I worked at GameSpot. Right? Oh, yeah. Uh, so it was a, a long, long time ago. And he's I remember been here doing... no clip though, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Game, sure. Just making sure. He was okay. on Game Over Game Over Game Over He might have been on a Games Cast as well in addition okay, to that. Okay, I'm apologies. 
The reason I bring Who this knows? up is I remember doing the intro and saying the coolest dudes in video games, and I included you as well. Ah. So you did get the honorable mention that you are also Thank one you. of the coolest dudes in video games, Thank and I, I stand by that. That means a lot from somebody wearing a Saved by the Bell shirt. Yeah. Ah. In the if there's anyone tomorrow. that knows cool in 2017, it's for this sure. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. You got to keep it genuine. Like, the open what? shirt, Nick was giving me shit for it. Yeah. I think... and. <laughs> Nick gives shit, but it's the type of thing where he's like, I'm only giving shit because like, I actually respect it. Yeah, I yeah, like it. Big yeah brother. So he's not sure if he's supposed to like it or not. So he's like judging me. Like He'll make fun of me to see if it's cool. Right. Um, and so, yeah, no, y'all, you only do it with this. What was that cut? I was going to say, Kevin's been playing fans, fast and loose with the cutaways and the weird things here. He thinks that we're not what, noticing. What, no, 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 no. It's just, earlier today, <laughs> I accidentally pulled the, do- n- the knob down. What's wrong with your mouth today? Oh, this know, is man. Kevin every day. What was day. in that lollipop? Did you buy that lollipop down in Dolores Park? <laughs> <laughs> That's Wait, a different let me type see of that lollipop. Cut, Kev. What? Let me see the cut you just did. <laughs> no, I'm just saying the knob. Was, the knob. Li- oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, okay. Do yeah. it a little slower. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> I like that. Riding that bar. Now, here's a question I had from the uh, that came up on the morning show today. Mm-hmm. And it's not an insult to you. Mm. Is, this a, <laughs> is this a fashion choice or a function choice leaving it open? This is a, the fashion choice. I, that's what I was saying. Well, like, no, no, because it's the '90s style with the shirt. Yeah, but I'm saying like when it, I I would leave my button downs open growing right. up because I was fat. I didn't want the shirt to be tight and show I, how rotund I the was. The same reason I do to this day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, no, no. It's not that. I get. <laughs> yeah, he says it's fashion. He, he doesn't think it's. No, it's the the fashion. That's how you do this. With you carry it. Come on. It works well. No, you look I, great. I'm no, it's, it's I'm not, not trying to get away from the, the, the fact that I'm fat. But that's this, not you are not fat. This, this is not. This is not where we're going with it. I'm not fat shaming anybody. We just we blue tongue shamed Kevin, Nick. You know, they can't even hear you. you this used is, to be. T- speak into Kevin's. My Kevin, turn on the camera and let Nick speak in there with you. Right, Nick, come here. This is playing great for the podcast, by the way. They love it. You gotta go closer. No. See, that doesn't play. Nick being a ghost doesn't play at all. He's like clipping out too. Oh lord. Your tongue's not blue. So was on Kevin is on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the kind of funny games cast. Each and every week, we get together to talk about video games. Sometimes I'm blowing and the Cookie things, Monster. Yeah, and blowing the yeah. Cookie Monster. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh I love that. You can get it early at patreon.com slash kind of funny games, or you can get it late at youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Either way, we appreciate you and all the things that you do for the community, just like our producer. For the week. Salem. Ghanem all Ghanem. Round of applause. Salem. The homie. Yeah. Is that a first Coming name? Through. Yeah. First name Salem. Last name Witch Ghanem trials. Ghanem. All Ghanem. Yes, I know. That's the only thing I know for him. Yeah. Yeah. He's been doing it for a while, too. Yeah. Since Steven Insler. Was finally like, oh shit, Where I left his credit card on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was our Patreon producer for like seven months. We're like, yeah. dude, this is expensive. It was a little, a little bit crazy. <laughs> you're a good man, though. And you're a good woman, too. Anybody else you want to support. Do you ever exactly. do the Salem Witch Trials mission in Fallout? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah the yeah. one where it's like a death claw? Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty fucking cool. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fallout's pretty good. Yeah. So, first topic of the day, I want to talk about the games of 2017 leading up to E3. So, because here's the deal, right. I want to I want to set the stage here. Mm. It's mid March at the it time is, of yeah. this recording. It's been a real banger of a it's fuck fucking what a goddamn year. Months. So, all right, we know. Of course, we got Zelda. Of course, we got Horizon. Mm. Right, and like those alone, you could just be like, all right, good year, wrap it, wrap up. it up. We had a great year. Go back a bit before that, Resident Evil Seven. Yep. Yeah, way better than anyone expected for sure. We got Neo coming out of fucking yeah. nowhere. What else we got? Near Automata. Yeah. We got Near. Yeah. 
Um, and and yeah, Snipper Clips. I'm going to give a shout out to the Snipper Clips. Sure. Snipper Clips is a good video game. I fucking love Snipper yeah. Clips. Right around this time of this posting, Snake Pass. I mean, we're, uh, I'm not saying we're grasping at straws. We're bringing in no. little, little games now. There, but there we're there's showing games, but it's Nine in the Woods. Huh? Night in the Woods. Nine in the Woods. Uh, you're going to talk about that next topic. I want to hear about sure. that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, none of us, I don't know about you. None of us were, I'm into it and I enjoyed it, but not enough to go play the final version and over and over. But For Honor sold really well. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah sure. I, could not, I mean, Ghost Recon Wildlands sold NPD. really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's killing yeah, it. Yeah, people yeah. didn't seem to Wildlands like that. Wildlands was like, whatever. But like, For Honor was like, oh, God. Like, that's really, you know. Wildlands fucking fun. That's the problem. I agree. Man. Well, the Wildlands is fun, but it's fun. In spite of it's trying to be serious, if that yeah. makes sense, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's a bit totally all over the place. To play it, we know? had we played yes. we played together, and it was it was all right, it was fun. But I was like, man, we could be playing division. Great time. Mm. Right. Uh, Mass Effect, and then and then yeah. Mass Effect, yeah. right? So yeah, Mass yeah, Effect, yeah. the first dud of the year, and even then, who would have thought I there would be like six games better than Mass Effect? Like, I mean, well, oh, yeah. see, that's the thing. It's like, who I was like, thought? why haven't we seen anything from this game? This seems weird. And then I did right. play it. And I was like, oh, I played it actually. And I, I played the PC build. Okay. Played on consoles. Like, oh, this did not come. Well, that's why I loved when, uh, when Andy, and this was about a year ago at this point, he just tweeted out. He's like, is anyone else starting to get worried about Mass Effect Andromeda? Right. And at yeah. that point it was like, no, yeah. no. And I, what's funny about <laughs> Mass Effect, the, a dud. Right. right. What? It's Metacritic's like 76 now. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it really is like, yeah, the animations suck. And like, it doesn't look like next gen Mass Effect. Mm. Like, it reminds me a lot of, now not in terms of review scores, it reminds me a lot of the reception to Fallout 4 in a way. Fallout oh, 4 came out. Expectation. Exactly. Right. And we were like, oh, it's 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 Fallout 3, but better. But mm. like, okay. And this is like, and now granted, I don't think Andromeda is necessarily better than the other ones, but it is. Oh, it's. More Mass Effect. I don't know. All right. But right. It's not, it didn't push the bar. It didn't, it didn't reinvent the wheel all yeah. over again. Like Fallout it's the same, 3 did. Or? I, I always say it's the same argument Colin would make about uh, Fallout 4 compared to The Witcher and Dying Light or whatever. Of like, right. this was a game clearly made in a vacuum where they went away and they worked on it and they came back and like, yeah. oh, fuck. This world has oh, changed. Oh, games changed. Yep. This yeah, is yeah. not like p- putting that next to Horizon, next to Zelda. You're like, this isn't the same thing. Yeah. Anyway, it's just been crazy. So again, Horizon, Zelda, those are the obvious big ones. But yeah, mm-hmm. Nier and Neo are two other examples of just like, PS4 being fucking awesome in terms of exclusives, yeah. but just in terms of quality games coming out. So now, in between the mid-March time frame sure. and yeah. E3. So What's E3, coming? we're talking June 10th, mm. right? I think that's the, the date that... It sounds about right. Around there. The yeah. first and second week uh, of June. Kevin, give we me got, a date check fair, on E3 for me, will you, big guy? Here. I think you're right. I think it might be 11. It depends. Nick, I literally starts. called out the fact that you screwed me out of the Nintendo World Championship in topic number four, which we recorded out of order. And <laughs> here you are. And here you are coming in now with it. I apologize. I just I thought you said just now, Nick, can you bring the Nintendo World Championship? <laughs> I did not say that. That's your championship. I'll put it here for you. Don't put it in front of me. That's a shit yeah, it belt. It's okay. That's it's a shit okay. Belt. We can. It's a belt can't even stand up on its own, man. No, it's really terrible. How dare you? Yeah, it's not. You'll get a crack at it one day. We'll lose. It's like a girdle for a baby. Thanks. <laughs> Says no, your name right there. We'll just leave it there. Yeah. Uh, June 13th, June 15th. Okay. E3 this year. There we go. There we go. Garbage. So yeah, the press conferences and stuff start sure. around June 10th. Haven't so even anyways, left the room. Kind of fell over. <laughs> it happens. It's okay. It can stay. So I got a list of about 10 games with dates. You better start with the biggest one. Persona 5. That's oh, the yeah. one. Shit. April 4th. Coming up quick. Right. Quick. Quick, yeah. So where do we where do we stand on this? What do we think that it's going to do for the industry? What what Metacritic is it going to kind of sell? Oh, at? we're doing like a quick crazy. R- r- <gasps> Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. I mean, we don't need okay. to get too crazy. There's no bets. There's no anything with this. I do. Metacritic's- I do want to do a, a Metacritic topic coming up mm. where we guess the rest of the year and What's start the- and start putting bets down oh, so wow. we can look back later and okay. and see where we're at. Uh, Persona Five is going to do incredibly well. 
it's going to do incredibly well. I'm basing that on the fact that I've I played I've you know only played a few hours of it. Like I said, I still haven't played more since then. Mm. This is next topic. What we're playing, I think I want, I'll, I'll save some thoughts there. Cool. But uh, I'd already done my preview or whatever for right. the first few hours of Persona Five. It's living. It's what I expected from a Persona. That's super exciting. It's super stylized. What I think, what, the reason I think it's going to deliver beyond that, even in terms of the score, is the fact that I saw you know Polygon's article and Kotaku's article and mm. the fact that they keep coming. Of now I'm 65 hours into the game and right. it's this that and the other. You know what I mean? Like the game clearly is delivering what people want, and I still think that this is the breakout. Persona game. Yeah. Whereas in the same way we always talk about Uncharted to Uncharted 1, where Uncharted 1 came out and if you had a PlayStation, you're like, oh, this is great. But a lot of people didn't have PS3s. So what you heard was you buy PS3 in those the years between Uncharted 1 and 2, you, but you hear about Uncharted, mm. but you don't necessarily go back and play it. When Uncharted 2 came out, everyone was like, I'm on board for this. I've heard it's awesome. Yeah. And it's the same thing I think we saw with Persona of... You know, I my first persona was Persona Three because Jeff Haynes, uh, when we were on the PlayStation team at IGN, was like, "You have to play this." And mm. I played. It. I was like, "This is awesome!" And then Four came out, but it came out weird. It was like right after Three, or I got it right after Three, and I didn't get into it because I didn't want to jump into another one. And then that was fine, but that was a super nerdy. I'm into yeah. Japanese role playing games. Niche. I know about this. Whereas when then there was you know Persona Three Fez edition on PSP, more people were hip to it. And then Persona Four Golden was is like an industry changer, right? Mm. Like. You talk to somebody about, hey, man, the Vita, there's no games. Lo, lo, lo. Everyone's like, yeah, it was just my Persona machine. So even if you didn't have a Vita, you know how many people played Persona 4 Golden and are like, it's amazing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. how great Yosuke is and Rize and all the stuff. And I think that's what's going to happen with Persona 5. It's going to land. It's going to be exclusive to the biggest console in the land. And everybody's going to be like, well, yeah, I have a PlayStation 4. And of course I want to play yeah. this. Yeah. I, I like, I'm coming from the perspective of somebody who's never played one of these games, but has like vicariously enjoyed that series through various websites like Playthrough like giant sure. bomb did playthroughs mm. let's play streams like i have in, i have seen people play through those games but it's never really been the right time for me to get in and i think that's exactly what's happening now is like this is you know it's almost like it's witcher 3 moment right mm. where like it's mm. been in the public discourse for a good while now and it's coming out and crucially what you just said it's coming out on the console that is the one that people seem to I mean, it's the one in the Ascendancy, the one with a lot of games coming it's out. It's kicking the shit out of everything. Yeah. This year in particular, yeah. Sony's having a fucking riot. Uh, and I think it's the it's the game that like has been enough talk about it. And if it has all those positive reviews in the same way that, that CD Projekt were riding on that wave right up till yep. um, The Witcher 3 came out. If it comes out and it's reviewing well, I think that's going to knock over a lot of people who are sort of in the maybe count for this one. thinking about it. Yes. And I think and it's going to fill an interesting gap in the fact that it's coming out this close to Mass Effect. Mass Effect right. thing. Mass Effect thing was okay. That. Cool. Oh my god! I have so many games to play. I'm. We're, I've just got done with Horizon. I'm super into Zelda. And here's Mass Effect. Right. And now Mass Effect has been one of these games of like, you can you might you can pass on it. Probably. I, yep. and I, I am think passing that, on it. As a fan of the series, I am like. And people who are like that was like I'm really looking forward to. I'm holding out. Maybe they're sh- gun shy to it. Maybe they're gonna jump and not enjoy mm-hmm. it. And now Persona is gonna land there. And Persona is going to be that thing. I think that is like you want style. You want substance. You mm-hmm. want story. We're putting all the hooks into you and getting you this way. I mean, it's crazy because you know this is a game that when you know everyone thought it was coming in 2015 and whatever mm. and then it didn't and it got delayed it and you know, all that stuff and when the, it started getting delayed even more it was just like oh man you're really not coming out on Valentine's Day like yeah. are you fucking serious and now that's gonna be the Dodge best the thing bullet. to happen Dodge such a if it came out at that time it would have just been eaten alive but now it's coming out at the best time like, it's one of those I think it would have done a month after Switch launching yeah. which is the perfect amount of time for people mm. to be quote unquote done with Zelda right. to the point that they're like I can 
stop playing. This is my number one priority. Sure, I'll sure, still sure, keep sure. doing a shrine here or there, but yeah, they'll yeah, be yeah. done with the main. And there are like part three or four that. other really big PS4 games that came out in the past couple of months. Like, what's coming out around it though? Does so, it have so, like okay, a good so, window? So that's pocket? the thing. We can all agree Persona Five is going to kill. It's going to get great reviews. I mean, it's yeah, already yeah. being reviewed in Japan, so like we already have a, a standard there. Ukulele is the only real thing of consequence that I'm seeing uh, in early April. That's April 11th. Mm. Obviously, very different audience, yeah. very different type of game. Um, I don't even know the MSRP of ukulele. Can you look that up, Kevin? I want to ah! say it's 40 bucks. I'm, I'm just putting my prediction there because I think when we did our Let's Play, we talked about or when Nick and I did our Let's Play, Got we it. did it there. Ukulele is a really hard read. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, even seeing it at GDC and seeing it at PAX as well with like a relatively strong 40 presence. Bucks. Yeah. 40 bucks. Nice work. Thank you. Um, that's why you're the best in the business. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, like, I, I can't tell. And, like, you know, it had a Kickstarter, and it, yep. it's it's had a long story, uh, and it looks really polished, but it's just, like, where, what is the market for 3D yep. platforming games? I feel like this happens every, like, two years where another one of these comes out, and we're, like, trying to see if it's going to kick off there's or not, such, and I just don't know. There's that fondness for it. There's that reminiscing of playing games yeah. like that. And I think that's... This is, you know, in the same way, all, well, I was going to say the same way off, in the same way everyone here at this table <laughs> and people who have left this table have been able to find a life on Patreon, right? Of right. like, sure, I am super into this niche content and I will support it. Yes. That's what Kickstarter obviously has been for video games and that's what it's going to be for ukulele. I don't think ukulele is going to move the needle in a major way, any, yeah. like, getting Persona's way or anybody's way. Because for me, I was like, when they announced it, I was like, oh, cool, spiritual successor to Banjo-Kazooie or whatever. Mm. I was like, I was never super into those games, but maybe the time. It's, it's mm-hmm. similar to, I feel like, music games, where like right. when Rock Band 4 came out, we're like, and the guitar here, like, maybe it's time for that to come back. Mm. And then was like, no, not really. And like, <laughs> when I watched Ukulele and I, we did the, Nick showed me his Let's Play footage and stuff, and even when I saw the Day of the Devs at Alamo Draft House, I was like, Oh, this game's cool and it's cute and it's got a substance to it, but like the and like the words popping on screen, I'm like, I'm not feeling this. This I don't see where I'm playing this. This, I'm not playing this on my screen, my big screen TV, even on my Switch. I feel like I don't know if I'd play it. Well, so for me, that that's where I think it's right at home is the Switch, and unfortunately, it's not coming out April 11th on the Mm. Switch. I don't think there's an actual date for that yet. I just know it's after. Um, because this totally is the throwback, like, oh, I'm on a plane, I'm just going to play something, and mm-hmm. like, I have it there. Um, I, You were saying that like it is such a weird kind of niche of like who is the audience for this mm-hmm. game, and it's like, oh, do we really need 3D platformers? My problem is, even within 3D platformers, there is a divide between the Mario 64 and the um, Banjo, and the Rare games, the Banjo, right. sure, sure, the sure. Donkey Kong 64, uh, that type of stuff. And I never really liked that side. I never mm-hmm. really liked the collect-a-thon, super open-worldy uh, the 3D platformers, and that's what this totally is a spiritual successor to. Right. So it's like if it was a bit more of just like a uh, an actual platformer, like a more of a Spyro style right. game, or more of a um, uh, even Ratchet and Clank. Like I think yeah. Ratchet and Clank had its moment. And it or was like so Jack. successful. Jack, yeah, yeah. exactly mm-hmm. that type of stuff. Where those are so good, and I loved when uh, Ratchet and Clank came out last year, and it was fantastic. But ukulele is the thing for me where I'm like. I'm like, I'll give it a shot mm. because even though I don't really love and have the nostalgia for the banjo type games, like I feel like it is coming at a good time for me in terms of having the switch and where I'll be at with that. But I want to have like Marty Sleeve on the show to talk sure. to him because he loves banjo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I I think that this game might speak to him with a little. Blah, 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 no, and totally. And I think that. that's the thing that there's an audience for it. Mm-hmm. My analog for a personal thing is like when. I was, you know, growing up playing games, right, mm. or whatever. Like, I love Jack and Daxter. I love, I, you know, I, lo- I loved Ratchet and Clank or whatever. Or liked Ratchet and Clank later on, I should say. And But I remember always seeing Sly Cooper. 
In Sly right. Cooper, I would watch and be like, man, Sly Cooper's a game I want to like, mm. but I just didn't, I can tell I don't watch yeah. the gameplay. And when they put out the collection, I played it, and I was like, oh, well, now, of course, I'm fucking Mr. Infamous. I love Sucker Punch. Let's <laughs> right, let's yeah. go back and see what I didn't see before. And I started up, I'm just like, no. And I'm like, yeah. maybe it's because it's, it's dated. Let's try the Zanzar- Sanzaru game that I always mispronounced. Sanzaru. Let's play their, you know, their Sly 4 or whatever, Thieves right. in Time. And I put that in, and I was just like... No, this just isn't for me, and I, right. I like the devs, and I like I, under, I. It's one. It's that's one of those games you step back, and I'm like, I can see the quality and appreciate it, mm. but this is where it gets into. I think that's just not a game for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm most interested in you brought up the music game thing, and is it time for music games to come back? I don't think this ukulele is the question of is it time for 3D platformers to come back? Because I think the answer is no. I like, think it's yeah. good for ukulele because otherwise it would have been buried. Like the one oh, saving absolutely. grace is that at least it's coming out in a window where it's the it only is the one. Only, and yeah, yeah. And Mario is at the end of the end of the year. But right. uh, with ukulele, we'll I think it's more similar to um, why is everyone so questioned about Mario? Because we've been burned so many times yeah. by Nintendo and game in video games in general. Don't take everything you hear just like to Bible truth him. No, 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 I, I get that, but I just like I, you, you both have mentioned in the last couple of days, like that Mario Odyssey. You're like, we'll see. You about I mean, that. I said it at the fucking Switch event when they f- first announced no, it. It's I just like with you guys. That I was mean, just, that's that. I thought Mario was going to be a launch title. Sure. Like, I'm yeah. from everything I've heard, Mario is so close to being done if it's not already, already finished. Yeah. Seeing that trailer, I was like, all right, this game is done. Yeah. The only I had a feeling the only thing they haven't done is record the orchestral soundtrack oh. because <laughs> listening to it's some midi bullshit no yeah. N- nintendo like they usually show the trailers with shitty music and mm. then they later record it like as their last thing i think they're at that step i just so feel one, shocked video games in general we've just all been burned so many yeah. times and not to mention zelda right like i, I mean yeah. for nintendo where zelda yep. just kept moving and don't get me wrong at some point it does it's become different. well fuck the wii I mean, U, but i mean yeah. yeah they're coming in hot in this whole console like they're still adding in the online stuff like yep. like a lot of stuff that was supposed to be on launch just got pushed out we're eventually going to get you know mario kart deluxe coming along it just all seems to be quite like Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't be surprised. It's like when people say Red Dead's coming out this year. It's like, in a, there is a universe where that'll happen. And like, but it's soft money. I'm like, they didn't hit it with five. What are you talking <laughs> right. about? Grand Theft Auto Five got pushed. Yeah, <laughs> I don't see Mario Odyssey get pushed. I hope it doesn't. But, but that's that's a separate thing. Hmm. My point was, I think that this is more of a shovel knight situation with ukulele, where it mm. is, it's it could be at least where it is going to a very specific crowd that could potentially love the game. But that's a question of the quality of the game. Is it just a spiritual right. successor or is it adding on to what it is? Because sure. Shovel Knight is not just a spiritual successor mm. to retro platformer games. It is, it adds to them and it modernizes them. And Shovel Knight to me is like a perfect game mm. because it uh, not only gave me more of what I've remembered from playing the games, but it, it uh, felt good now. Not right. just like, oh, this sure. felt like it used to feel. It's like, oh, no, this feels how it should feel. This feels how I want to remember those games. And it, it doesn't look like Ukulele's doing that, mm. but I think that that's what it would have to do to kind of have its own niche be successful. Yeah, that would break it out in more. a way because like it has like this three-year-long narrative, right? Like people mm-hmm. know about it. So if then it gets an endorsement in the form of review, reviews and people saying it's good, then that will you know push it out into a bigger audience. Yeah, because again, Shovel Knight has a similar thing where mm-hmm. it was just like it had the... What? This ain't doing no Shovel Knight. Don't worry about it. No, but, but Well, that's the thing though. But, but Shovel Knight was nothing. Shovel Knight. This ain't, this ain't no Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight was nothing <laughs> until it came out. Like Shovel Knight was a Kickstarter right. that had a trailer that I was like, this looks cool. And oh, they got the guy, the Vert's doing music from OC Remix or from VG Mix and all that stuff. Mm. Great, cool. And that was, it's a very underground shit. But it took people like Colin being like, no, this is worth looking at. Yeah. I mean, you know we're, we're I mean? now with the fact that we're not that. hearing that already. 
Ukulele, ukulele previewed fine. People are like, oh, yeah, that's a throwback. But it wasn't like beat down your door. Holy fucking shit, are you seeing that? And that's what, I mean, that's what Shovel Knight was. That's what Rocket League was. Right. That, <laughs> what other games did Colin always claim credit yeah, for? I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, hashtag Colin was right. <laughs> we'll see. I don't think the ukulele is going to do it. But well, the I, fact I that do it's think the Shovel so Knight many, got popular yeah. after it came out. Not before it came out. I, but I, but I think there was really great buzz behind it. And I'm not, because I'm, I'm joking around. Colin was on the early bird side of all that stuff. But he, there were other people there that saw it and were like moving that thing. You know what I mean? Mm. I remember when they we brought it to the office, when Colin brought it to the office. And when uh, he was there and Vince was there. And people were standing up, gathering around like, holy mm. shit, this is awesome. So, yeah, I think we're now at the stage where like, unless you have that type of game that is breaking through. Uh, that people are like being evangelists for like there's too many very good games coming out right now like if you're not in that realm then you're you're fucking done and dusted mm-hmm. and like we'll have to see with this one but it, it is strange that this is a game that's been at so many uh different uh, on so many show floors and we're not having that conversation exactly around it, so and i also think it is one of those games that is just the narrative has gone on too long as somebody right. not d- connected to it i remember when the kickstarter came and it's like oh it's former rare guys are making this game it's that's gonna the be problem great with kickstarters. And you're like fucking awesome and then yeah. here we are and it's like it's still now and, the, yeah, and then yeah. the, when i was watching a draft house i'm like how is this the first time i'm really seeing this game right. and i'm like oh, i guess my personal interest out of it but yeah. it is the same thing that no one's grabbing me and be like dude you gotta look at this game like they did with near you know what i mean for a more recent example right. well, yeah. like dude you gotta fucking check out this game yep mm. Next up, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on April Fuck. 28th. Yes. I don't think I'm buy Mario Kart again. Fuck. Like, I'm, gonna, yes. I'm going to buy it, but I bought how all the how DLC for the Wii, Wii U version. Uh, but how much do you play on Wii U? With it, though? Oh, a lot. Yeah? I love that. See, that was my thing. It's like, I am a Mario Kart fiend. Right. I, I love Mario Kart. You just didn't have that Wii U experience? I hate the Wii U. And so it was that I bought it, and then I'd sit there and be like, I'm doing I'm like, fucking Have you used your Wii U since the Switch? No, God, no, I'm no, so no. actually. I'm, kidding me? I'm so sorry, actually, because I said this uh, to somebody else earlier in the week, and I made them feel bad for not having a switch yet. But it's like playing like a VTech like child fucking sure, laptop. Sure, it's like the cheapest. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's how that's world. how I always felt with it to begin with, and so that was the thing of just like I like my Wii U. cumbersome and weird, and like I do too. Mm. I really did. See, I hated it. And I was talking about it. The last time we used it was at Let's Play Live Chicago, where we did the Mar- right. we did Mario Kart yeah. Hot Pepper Challenge or whatever. And when I came home, I almost went and put it back on the shelf. And I was like, you know what? Fuck you. And I tossed it just on the floor in my closet. And I see it all the time down there. I'm that like, was a- I hate you. That was I a good mindset up. That was a good Mario Kart game. That was the best Mario Kart in years. It totally like, it was. was. I think Mario Kart 8 is so solid. Uh, it's beautiful. It mm. sounds great. It plays great. The courses are awesome. Brilliant the course. DLC was like DLC was am- like, amazing, impeccable. Like, That's yeah. how you should do DLC. One hundred percent. I would have like bought like five more packs of yep. that shit. It was just buy it again. And, and well, that's, that's <laughs> I guess the I will. It sounds yeah. like there's not much, too much more coming. Like, uh, I mean, dry bones in this. There's you more know, characters there and the battle mode, which is key sure. to this. And I just, it's going to handle multiplayer better. Like, they had a really bad battle mode in the other. It was really version. bad. Hey, but this is the you're, you're just on the cart, the race course. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah, they're just no, driving around each other. Like, yeah. what the hell's going on? Kevin, do me a favor. Open up the Google Calendar right now for kind of funny, and make sure that you block out the afternoon of. April 28th. Is that no, that's the day after my birthday. But my birthday, I have something else going on in the afternoon. But the bir- it'll be my Mario Kart birthday stream where I play the community Ooh, all day, yeah. all afternoon long. That'll be fun. April. But I will play the shit out of that live. Or, Come on over. Uh, not live. I will live. Okay. Portable. Oh, yeah. yeah fuck I'm yeah. Totally. I'm sorry, one more time. What day? I'm going to fucking murder you. April 28th. <laughs> the day after the, I'm just double checking so I don't fuck this up. I just want to come over there and kiss your mouth. You what come want, and do it, big boy. You get blue lips. No, I promised Jenna to stop kissing dudes. Will you please... <laughs> <laughs> Go there, yeah. Block it out after the kind of funny morning show, all the way to five p.m. Joey Noel, 
work with everyone to make that happen. I don't know how we're gonna. Oh I don't even know how this gonna work. Uh, but I'm very impressed with the uh, Mario Kart 8 Switch because it, to me it is another example of Nintendo is listening, even though it doesn't seem like they are. Because my biggest problem with uh, Mario Kart 8 on mm. the Wii U was when you played multiplayer, you couldn't have two player where one person's on the TV and uh, one person's on the the gamepad. Oh, you're right. And that was stupid. Right. Like that was such an obvious. Like why why are we doing split screen? Because they want a horn. You want the screen mm-hmm. to just be a, a horn. Giant fucking horn. Yeah. yeah. It's stupid. <laughs> so with the Switch, I'm happy. Like I've seen commercials that they've played right. where it is multiple people playing with their own Switches and they have their own screens. Yeah. Cool. So well, I'm that like, was one of the things we had, we had concern about. Yep. And then I, we asked about it on the morning show or whatever. And they said, yeah, yeah. we're fine. So. But like split screen as well, if you just play on the television. And you could do split screen. You could do, it seems like they're giving you options, right. which is awesome. And also, I feel like already the Switch has the benefit of not having the sh- like the shit controller problem. Right. Like with the with the yes. Wii U, like I was okay with the gamepad. I, I, I know sure, you, most you drank the Kool-Aid. But I, no, I didn't. Stockholm Syndrome. You're like, well, this is what it is, guys. No, this man, is it has is. big buttons. The D-pad's awesome. They're always with the big buttons. I fucking kid. like the buttons. He talks like it he's feels, Andre the Giant. It feels <laughs> like a Fisher-Price toy. But besides that, the buttons and D-pad were great. So, uh, the thing is, though, like, all to get... My Wii U was a Smash Bros. machine yeah. for right. the most part, right? And that meant I had the two GameCube controller adapters, eight GameCube controllers. I was set, plus mm. the gamepad. But then for Mario Kart, that meant you needed four yeah. pro controllers yeah. or like nunchucks. And we, there was too many options for controllers that nobody liked. Mm. Whereas with the Switch, now there's a bunch of op- options for controllers that people yeah, do like. One of those Joy-Cons better than the other one, though. <laughs> oh, you know, but, but, no, but fuck that. I'm, like, I'm not talking about the Joy-Con, like just using that. But at least the Joy-Con uh, grip, 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 like controller right. thing, or having pro controllers, or playing in uh, handheld mode. Hmm. I'm like, all right, cool, we can do this. I mean, jokes aside, and how much I hated my Wii U, right? The reason I think I'm really going to be... I mean, it's it's the best of both worlds for me in terms of it, because that's exactly what you're saying of. Hmm. For as much as we travel, as much as I'm playing my Switch right now, it is going to be, cool, I'm on a plane, I'm going to get all the, I'm going to 200cc, let's get everything, yeah. let's unlock everything, and then it'll be, all right, cool, I'm in the office, and we have time to go, you want to do, 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 do a race? And like, okay, yep. cool, and we do a race, and Kevin sits over there and pouts because he doesn't have a Switch. Yeah. But we do that, and then it will be, all right, cool, let's, oh, Let's fuck around and do a morning stream, play the kids, or let's go home and I'll do this thing. Yep. You know what I mean? Like when there's community game nights for that, I will fucking be all over that because that's something I love to do. Unless you're snake, you're snaking. No more of the snake. No, no more you of snake. I hate that snake. Not snake pass. Yeah. Remember the old DS version? That was the problem yeah. with DS version when you're playing the that online thing. got ruined. Yeah. Don't cheat, everybody. Yeah, don't, but don't again, I'm sure the best friend community we build will be right. fine. Moving on. All right, sorry. May 5th. Pray. Oh, shit. Fuck yes. May 5th. I, that seems way sooner than I thought. For some reason, Prey seemed like a. There's the man. They don't September talk about game. games before they come out. They're brilliant. just like brilliant strategy. Yeah. Crazy. That's so an, you've played it. Yeah. Nick's played it. Yeah. We've done multiple reaction videos. What do you think? I think it's going to deliver. I think that's. I think that's really? another game. Yeah. Like, because you have to understand. Like, for me in particular, like sci-fi is so hit or miss with me and uh, you know no jokes about space or anything and uh where i'm watching that initial trailer they put out when it was just like all right praise praise back yeah Yeah, i was like all right this does not i'm I'm fighting what looked to be little monsters that are hair or whatever like i don't care this looks dumb and then when i sat down with uh nick and did his let's play of it and he it was from the beginning and it was like all right cool have you seen it from the beginning i've intentionally stayed away from them i won't spoil stuff yeah. but it's one of those you're like all right it's you're in a helicopter and you go up and like the fucking music kicks in it's like drive music you're like mm. oh fuck like this is rad and then there's this huge turn and you're like oh fuck and it's one of those things like like the whole game goes 90 degrees and you're like right. whoa fuck this is so different and so cool all right cool and then i got to finally play it at pax uh, east and playing that it was like is it just a one hit wonder and what they did there? And they're like, mm. no, here's the powers, and you get to turn into, you can turn yourself into a fucking fire extinguisher and chase it around the bed, follow yeah. the bad guy stealthily, and then kill him from behind. I'm like, 
this is awesome. It's doing what I love about Bioshock of mm. environmental storytelling. I'm picking up these audio diaries. I'm I'm going through this world trying to figure out what is happening. You know, like and then for it all to be, I don't want to spoil it if you don't know anything about it. But I mean, there's like <laughs> oh, the, the thing is, like I'm such a fan of like that whole you know emergent simulation type thing, which like very few people have tried to do. It seems to be it's solely based within like the post looking glass arcane mm-hmm. world, right? Mm-hmm. Where you've like you've got your Deus Ex, you've got like people like Harvey Smith who are working on then made Dishonored, and then the rest of that team who are based at in in Austin who are like working collaboratively on Prey as well. They're just they're that one team who are like keeping that dream alive, which is one of the like most beloved subgenres in the world which has for whatever reason not many people have tried to do it it's in hard a, it's really I'm hard sure that's in a way I feel that's why Zelda's so good because it's an open world version of one of those games mm, that's it's a, true it's a game where you have all of these systems and they don't tell you how to use them and you figure out emergent you know yeah. ways of, of utilizing them like Metroid like, Prime is another example of that right. type of game whereas, whereas what they're doing a Prey I mean Prey is not a sequel to Prey. Like, I like the original Prey. Tommy Hawk, never forget. Uh, but, like, this is a system shock. Like, yeah. this is a new system shock. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is already, like, two other system shocks getting made. But this is, like, this is what this feels like. It's another one of these, like, you know, emergent simulations. And the reason I want to know about it is the same reason I don't look up anything about Zelda. Sure. And the yep. reason I think it's going to work is because that studio and the pedigree of people they have working there are all people who worked on the original System Shocks, the original like Deus Exes. The one of the leads on this is the guy who designed Invisible War, yeah. um, along with Harvey Smith. I think it's going to be amazing. The point you you brought, you brought up two games in there that I think are important: Deus Ex and then System Arcane. Shock? No, or Arcane Dishonored. Uh, Dishonored. Dishonored. Thank you. Yeah. In the way of. Both those games critically well receive, you know, IGN's game of the year is Dishonored 2 or whatever, right? Mm. But underperform. They don't yes. find an audience. I think this is going to be a game that I think is better than those games, personally, from mm. what I've seen. It, it seems like more attractive. The controls are what you'd expect, which is always a problem with Deus Ex. Like, what right. the fuck? Why am I, where are Iron Sights? <laughs> but it's like, I feel like this is going to connect with way more people. I don't think it's right. going to do Persona numbers. I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to be uncharted number. I don't think it's going to be like this huge fucking thing, but I think it's going to be one of those games, especially for Bethesda, that it's like, all right, cool. Here's this game that's this new IP that is mm. this cool thing, and it's going to go somewhere, and we're going to be able to do it. And it's not going to be Dishonored where everybody's like, oh, that's cool you made too. Right. Why? Like, I understand you had a fan base. This is going to be a game that people are going to be like, no, this is fucking cool, and it's environmental storytelling, and it's doing different things in terms of a narrative. Dishonored had this weird problem, I think, where, like, those games are amazing, and the people who love them really, really love them, but I think it had, like, there's a lot to be said for the style of your game, and I think it has an amazing style. I love how that game looks, but... It's not the most invited. It's not like, you know, there's a reason they make RPGs. They tend to make the fantasy because people like fantasy. But there wasn't really any, like, familiarity in the world of what the Sonnet was. That used to be the case where the dark space opera thing, people never made those. And then Dead Space came out. And mm-hmm. then suddenly people were like, oh, fuck, we can make these dark space games. And then a million and one of them came through with, like, first-person shooters with yep. aliens and all these other ones, right? But we haven't had one of those in a while. In fact, Mass Effect has come out and reminded us that we haven't had a good space game in quite a while. Mm-hmm. So if they nail that and make this, like, incredible simulation-type experience, then, like, this could very easily be, like, another Doom. Like, Bethesda oh, just, yeah. again, fucking Coming taking through. another game and... and making arguably the best version of it, you know? And I should dial it back. I know, right? I might, I said it won't do Persona numbers. I'm negating the fact that Persona is on one platform and not a multiple platform, so there's something to be said for that. PC PC grad are going to eat prey up. Yeah, exactly. With good reason, man. That game's going to be really fucking cool, I think. Then next up, Injustice 2, May 16th. 
That's another one where it's just like the the another realm, yeah. Mortal Kombat yeah. and yeah. Injustice. Like people really love those games, yep. and it seems like they they have kind of listen to their audience in a way that a lot of fighting games seem to not be doing. I mean, Capcom, obviously, are the the kings of uh, the fighting game world, whether it's Marvel's Capcom Street Fighter and any of that stuff. But uh, And they they have what they have going for them. But the fact that NetherRealm has taken Mortal Kombat and turned it into this thing that, like, to this day on IGN, like, even when we were there, Mm. any Mortal Kombat trailer would outperform anything besides Grand Theft Auto Same at GameSpot, yeah. Like, it's just crazy. A character reveal trailer would, Mm. like, get millions and millions and millions of views, and Injustice is the same way. Mm. That's the weird thing when people hit me up, like, oh, my God, did you see the new Supergirl trailer? I'm like, what the hell? Why do you? It's like, that's awesome. No, I I mean, I'm not a fighting game guy, but I mean, like, it's just so weird to have people talk about, like, nerdy ass DC shit but coming at me and be like are you oh my god did you see how this guy right. fucking fights but then you get all the comic bo- blogs and the film yeah. blogs doing the exact same thing because yeah. they're using the fiction and they're like oh what an interesting yeah. way they're yeah. going to use it well I mean Injustice was so interesting because not only was the first game good and I, and I can't I mean, I'm speaking from outside of looking at I played Injustice I'm terrible at fighting games Right, they're just not my bag but I played through it because I wanted to see the story unfold mm. and not only did I do that then I went back and I mean I read up until incredibly recently, the Injustice ongoing series, right? Right. Because, like, this is nerdy inside baseball comic book bullshit, but, like, Injustice Year One, or whatever you want to call it, was phenomenal, and it was mm. written by Tom Taylor, and that's where Tom Taylor exploded. Now he does, you know, all-new Wolverine. Mm. He, of course, did The Deep. He did a Superior Iron Man. Like, Tom Taylor, like, made his mark with Injustice. And like, I remember, I'll never forget being at IGN at the time, when some other website that wasn't, like, you got a GameSpot or, mm. like, whoever, it was, like, some other website shit all over injustice because it like opens with like oh man and superman gets tricked into killing lois lane but it's really doing do, do, he thinks he's killing doomsday but he kills lois lane and then he kills the joker and like they're making fun of him like motherfucker you don't read comics this is all awesome right. this is all fantastic this is what comics should be taking what you know and twisting it and varying it and like that's where i st- struck up a friendship with tom taylor and like mm. that was so good that not only did the brand and the video game, the video game does so well. The brand has has gone on forever. Like they're st- like they're making new Injustice, Injustice comics yeah, totally. that are going into this. That it, the Injustice comics never stopped, and it's like holy fucking shit to get to year two now or Injustice two, insane. Yeah. So yeah, May sixteenth. So it, that's a game that feels like it's been forever. Yeah. And my worry about that is that NetherRealm have also put out like they've been pretty consistent with these, and yeah. I'm worrying is there a burn happening here in the same mm-hmm. way you get like lots of. These, you know, like with music games or like yep. with anything, right? Like after a certain amount of, you just we well, that was always the it. thing with like Mortal Kombat. For and granted, Mortal Kombat's always been around, yeah. But it took, it felt like it took longer breaks, right? Yeah. Whereas now it is like Mortal Kombat, Injustice, Mortal Kombat. Yes. In, you know, yeah, it's alternating yeah. in this sort of biannual way, which like, for instance, like I, same as you, I'm well, actually, opposite of you, I'm not a huge comic book fan, yeah. but I played Injustice in that very similar way where I wanted to play through. I wasn't playing competitively or doing anything like that, but it was also one of these games like MK that you could bring out at a party and wasn't so difficult for people to play sure. first time, like in the way the Street Fighter is. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's always been Mortal Kombat strength, right? Yeah. Even if you can't do a fatality, you can have a you, battle you, where you, you just no, no quarter circles. Cool just, shit da, da, da. Exactly, yeah. You just hit pause in the fatalities are fucking right there. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I mean, maybe they have a benefit in the fact that, you know, Street Fighter was such a lemon when it got launched, but they seem to have papered over some of those cracks now and people are, are back into playing it online at least and the competitive stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, I think this might be the year you get that burn where like people like me don't bite on the... Mm. That, that's we'll a great see. point. Yeah, I mean, like uh, if if a code comes my way, I'm going to go home and play it and see what the story's right. all about. But if not, I'm not probably going to seek it out. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. We'll I'll see. keep reading all new Wolverine by Tom Taylor. <laughs> Then uh, Fire Emblems. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. We saw Logan Good. right away. Oh, it's great. Logan's great. There's a review Logan. up on YouTube.com. Have you not seen it? Uh, no. Oh, you need, need to see it. it. 
You should just leave. Just go watch. Sure. Logan, we'll Logan, pause the Logan, Logan, Logan We should all go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Do you need a beer? Fire Emblem Shadows of Valencia. <laughs> Let's get the ice guy drunk. May 19th. We're all right there with you. I'm good, Kev. I don't need another one. Uh, May 19th no, on the, the 3DS. We talked about this in the morning show a Which couple was days this? ago. Fire, Fire Emblem, Emblem. Oh, yes. Shadows of Valencia. It's the remake of Fire Emblem 2 uh, from the NES now on the mm. 3DS. I love Fire Emblem so much. This is a game that like I almost don't even want to touch it. I feel like we've been... We've had too much Fire Emblem. Right. Um, where Fates last year, I loved it. And mm. like two years before that, there was uh, Awakening. And that's mm. one of my favorite Fire Emblem games. Just that mobile game came out. And, well, and yeah, Fire Emblem Heroes, yeah. which I, for the time I spent with it, I really liked it. I just, it sucks that I can't play it on a plane because there's no internet. Right. Like you can't play without internet. But I thought they did a great job of mobilizing mm. that game and making the, the gameplay of it fun. Um, but with this, I didn't have a good time with Shadow Dragon when they remade mm. Fire Emblem 1 on the DS because it just felt kind of archaic. Like I feel like Fire Emblems came so far. And they added some of the newer stuff, but it just it just still still felt like they were shoving the new gameplay elements in to what was pre-existing. And with this, it's, it's a similar thing where they're they're adding the third person dungeon crawling. I'm like, I right. don't want that. Um and especially like I I don't want to play my 3DS anymore. Like yeah, I have my right. Switch. Yeah. I like my Switch. That's like, good because Nintendo don't want you playing your 3DS either. <laughs> I mean, I fucking. I, it sounds like they they do for now, just because they know there's an install base, and that totally makes sense. It's just it's unfortunate that um, I need to wait until right? next yeah. year. Well, that's the other thing. They've already. I gotta get me one of him. <laughs> Fire Emblem Warriors for Switch and 3DS coming out at the end of this year. Hmm. Uh, totally different style game, so it doesn't matter. But then next year is Fire Emblem the, the proper Switch yeah. version. So I'm like. I can wait. You yeah. know, I mm. can I can play there. So I, I think it'll do well. People really like Fire Emblem. There's a lot of 3DS owners, so I think it'll it'll sell well. But I mean, it's I, I don't think it's going to review that great. I, right. I imagine it'll get 7.5s around that. Okay. I have no feedback on this. Episode. Me neither. I'm sorry. Oh, it's <laughs> not, I love Fire it's not where so I'm much. at. Tekken Seven, June second. Oh God, Jesus! Whoa! Finally. Yeah, like this is right. usually yeah, one of those yeah, games yeah, yeah. that's like they've been talking about forever. Um, wait, 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 wait. So Injustice Two and Tekken Seven are coming out how far away from each other? Uh, what a month! We are working on uh, looking at half a month, two weeks. Yeah, that's that's fucking too close. Two. Uh, I don't know. I mean, but in different audiences, for people sure. People buying Tekken at this point, they're buying Tekken. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, like you got the who's buying Tekken at this point? Great the guys question. buying Tekken at this point are the guys that have the the arcade things in their house. Right. Like this Tekken is a like nothing against Tekken. Like, uh, but but I just I don't. Like I'm not it talking, shit, like about talking Tekken. shit about Tekken. Doesn't I, it? I have no affinity for Tekken. I'm sorry. I uh, but like yeah, I just don't know where the where the where the group is who wants to where the hardcore Tekken, Tekken fans. There's are. just been a lot of Tekken disappointments over the years. Yeah. I feel like yeah, oh, I feel definitely. like they're not, like I'm not. I just saw Sonic flash up on the screen. I'm not saying it's the same as that, but like they haven't. They've had some ups and downs in a in a way that I feel like Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. At least have stabilized well over the past five That's years. That's the thing, yeah. I mean, Mortal Kombat had some lows. Totally. But and so did Street Fighter. It, but oh yeah, exactly. But, uh, but, but then it know. came back and it had highs. You yeah. know, but Street Fighter, at least the core um series, I mean, up until five, right. having some mistakes. But and they've sort of I feel like that boat is maybe doing okay. It's now. yeah, it's yeah. finally it's fixing itself yeah. over time. But yeah, I don't Tekken Tekken's a weird one. Um mm. love Tekken three a lot. That's but. that's the thing about Tekken, I feel <laughs> like. I feel like everybody has a Tekken like in a story? I think it's always Tekken three. Really? It's Tekken three or Tekken Tag. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah, Tekken yeah, Tag because it was a launch one. title for a PS two. Yeah. So right, exactly. It had that. that and that's the th- thing is like that's honestly one of the last times I ever thought about Tekken. Tekken's are those games that come and go and you don't even pay attention. So maybe to. maybe there is that big passionate community and none, none of us are tapped the into. The fighting us. game community is 
right. one of the most rabid communities and they yeah. have their games that they play and they fucking love them and Tekken is definitely in that echelon yeah. so Tekken 7 sure June 2nd Yoshimitsu oh Yoshi coming at you. I'm a the Yosh. Gordo guy different alright then Elder Scrolls Online Morrowind mm. coming June 6th obviously not both of those games are already out Marlin, Marlin came out in like 1999. Why combine these two old games into one game? Weird. Yeah, so I always feel bad for you, so because it was that one of those games is doing all right. I know, but no, great point, great point. No, it was always that leading up to this game, ESO. I was always playing, and I'm like, I'm gonna play the shadows, right. I'm gonna be all over this. I'm gonna, and then they did the the you know, Greg Miller, Achilles Heel of like, well, it's coming on PC and PS4 will be down the line. Right. And I was like, oh, and I tried playing it on PC and I'm like, I just can't do it. I'm sorry. I'll wait for PS4. And then by the time PS4 got there, it was whatever the hell else was there. And I was like, right. well, no, I'm yeah. playing this. Other, I think it might've been, was it Witcher? Or I, there was some other giant RPG that finally got there. And I'm like, right. I already got the giant open world RPG mm. I need to play. I don't yeah. want to go through and do this. And I, it's not, you know, the MMO part didn't get me. Yeah. But every time something like this happens, the fact that, yeah, it's doing fine. A lot of people are playing it. It's weird. There's a couple of, like, we've had a couple of MMOs this this generation that have, like, gone from total shitstorms to, to doing really well. I mean, Final, Final Fantasy XIV yeah. online, yeah. when A Realm Reborn basically reset that game, like, completely, like, turned into something new. What a gamble, right? And it actually right. worked, yeah. Same thing happened with ESO. Tamriel Unlimited was basically their way of just like fixing it entirely. And then Warframe, I feel like as well, was a game that like at least had a development hell for a while, uh, launched on a sort of okay, and now has been doing incredible, incredibly well for that team. So like, I don't know. It's a, you make expansions for games that are successful. Exactly. If you have an MMO that's working, you keep making content for it. I think the fact that there's more stuff coming out for this shows that, you know. There's an audience there for sure. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. They should have had a Morrowind expansion back for Skyrim, though, because apparently that landmass was in the game. Sons of there bitches. Was nothing God damn it, Pete Hines, you son of a <laughs> gun. Get on it. <laughs> Next topic. Mm. Uh, what? Mr. Shifty is somehow, I think, coming out somewhere in there, wasn't it? Mr. Shifty? Yeah, oh, There's yeah, no yeah. confirmed release date for Mr. Shifty. That's what I'm saying. But I, I'm putting it out there. I only talked about the games that had uh-huh. confirmed release dates uh-huh. uh, between now and E3. Uh-huh. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> what have we been playing recently? Hmm. Let's get some impressions going. Fuck me. Let's start, let's start off with Mass Effect. Okay. Like, All right. You talked a bit about it last week. Sure. Yeah, I did. It was my review in progress, and I was, you know, I'm going to play then, more. And since then, you played on all the, oh, not all the mornings. That's the thing. It was like, I, we came back, and it was going to be, uh, you know, Mass Effect mornings here, and I was going to play it all week long, right? Yeah, alliteration. Good. Exactly. Right. I think that's what I'm all about. And uh, the fucking PS4 fucking straight up died. Like oh, the really? Day, like, it just was like, we're playing it, and we showed all these bugs, and then it just went, <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. And eventually, we got it back up and running, and I did the Monday playthrough of it, but it was that thing of... Well, this is a story-driven game, but when you're streaming, you're not really paying attention yeah. to the story. This isn't working for me. And then during the down period, people were like, you should play Zelda. Mm. And I was like, you want me to play Zelda? So we've done Zelda every week morning since then. But the problem is, of course, when you put Mass Effect next to Zelda, you're like, wow, one of these is a masterclass in game design, right, and I yeah. fucking can't get it out of my head. And so like, I'm going home and playing more Zelda and not playing more Mass Effect. And this jumps into what we were talking about a second ago and the fact that what the way I've been justifying it in my head of the trade-off, right? Because I, was, I I had played a lot of Mass Effect uh, going into the games cast last week, played more of it, then went to Edmonton for the heel kick stuff, mm. and I was like, I'm gonna take Zelda with me, obviously. Because and I thought about bringing the PS4. I'm like, I'm gonna bring Zelda with me because Zelda is my playing game. Yeah, Mass Effect's my home game. And now, as I've been playing so much Zelda and trying to figure out what I want to do, I think I have to at this point admit that Mass Effect's fine. Is what I said last week, right? Mm. Like Mass Effect's fine. Uh, I enjoy the characters and everything else, but I think my time might be better served playing Persona. 
And so I think I need to switch it over to Persona's the home game and mm. Zelda's the road game. So does that mean you're giving up on Mass Effect? Like, do you think you'll ever that's, come back to that's it? That's the question of, I. no, I don't think I will. You know what I mean? Because that's the thing. If I like the Rider characters enough, and I like discovering the Andromeda Galaxy enough, but like playing it even that one morning where it was like, oh, here are all these bugs, and that's really annoying, and this doesn't feel... And it's just like that thing of like, again, where I, st- where I was so... Not proud of myself is the wrong word. I was so happy to have called it in terms of when we, last week's on the, you know, I'm like, I, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with the reviews. Yeah. I think it's going to get hobbled, but be not get hobbled to like six and fives. It's going to be, it's an okay game. It's a good game. It's a whatever. Mm. And that's exactly where this Metacritic is settled, right? And the problem is, in the climate we're in, that's not good enough. For sure. That yeah. is not good enough for me. To, I, I, I can't right now with... Zelda on in in my hand with uh, Persona in my hand with all this other stuff going on. I can't sit here and be like, "Yeah, you know what? Uh, I started Mass Effect and I need to see it through." Like, it's not amazing. It's a good Mass Effect. Maybe one day I'll get back to it, but I doubt it. Like, I'm not. I like I like the writers and I like their story, and I don't know mm-hmm. what I'm going to do with it. I'm in. I'm enjoying it, but I'm not. I. The whatever I whatever I said in the old games cast three or four or five hours of persona I put in mm. are way better than now probably the eleven hours of Mass Effect I put in. And so and why not go and down? You could get away with that in a different Q one, and you could get away yep. with that about five years ago when there weren't so many good games coming out. But it's just like I feel like this is really horrible timing for Mass Effect. Where like this needed to be a very good Mass Effect game. And it ended up being a and it ended up being an okay, okay Mass, Mass Effect, Effect game. game. And that's just like And that's the thing, is like I'm not trying to take away from because like what I've enjoyed about this it's been interesting us being on the outside, now you being on the outside, right. right, of the review structure and that, where you do think of what's the Metacritic and what are we giving it and what does a seven mean? And when you get away yes. from that and really see what an audience thinks of a game versus what critics think of a game and yeah. now to be influencers. But look, more importantly, look out when I'm looking at like, uh, you know, Shinobi on Twitter or I'm looking at mm. uh, Brittany Bromrocker on Twitter and they're enjoying it and they've in like Aaron Porter, our guardian from uh, RTX, RTX, took the week off for it and he's right. enjoying it and it's like, that's awesome. Do be you, do you. Yep. But it is that thing of like, I'm enjoying it too, but I'm not enjoying it enough. Whereas like last night, you know what I mean? Like I need to, I want to do something not Zelda. I played enough Zelda. I'm too tired for this. I could jump in and see the Mass Effect story, but I'd rather watch a movie. And that, that's right. not me. I'm and not yeah, the movie I know. guy. And that, like that's the thing. So Andy Cortez, one of the biggest Mass Effect yeah. fans that I know, mm. like we've been talking he was just like, yeah, man, like I'm away. I'm playing Zelda. Like yeah. I, I yeah, want to yeah. play Zelda. I don't want to stop playing Zelda. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, this is supposed to be your game. And it's like, that's not good when, you know, there's something that is, th- it's been this long. Like, how long has it been since Mass Effect 3? Like, that was 2012. Four years? Five, I'm always right? bad at this. I, I think I it was can, 2012. Me and Colin were sitting on this one side of IGN that was not our final side. Naomi sat behind us. So it was when start started. When did start start? Yeah, 2012. Yeah. 2012. All right. <laughs> I love that you. That's why no, you got to just time visual. Visual. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's crazy. Like, Mass Effect fans have been waiting for But what's yeah, interesting about this is, this is, and this is a sincere look at me. But this is always the weird thing. And I don't know if you feel this, right? Because your job's a bit different with the mm. documentaries. But a weird look at me and what I want out of games and stuff, right? Is the fact that Mass Effect's underwhelming me. Yeah. I, 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 but I like it fine but not enough to commit to it. And I want to jump to the next thing. So I have something to say to the audience about it. Right. Yes, but if yeah, I yeah. didn't have this job, would I keep playing mass effect? If, uh, if mass effect, if everybody was saying mass effects amazing later on, would I keep playing? Ma- I guess not. Cause they said that about last guardian. I was like, fuck that shit. Right. 
Yeah, I don't know, but it is that thing. <laughs> and, that and I think that the, the problem with that is uh, is that the more people put it off, the more they're hearing that it's mediocre, yeah. and so that the, the the tail is dropping. Yeah, like, and, is, as that's and it is that one weird thing of, and I know that this, and I, I said last, you know, that I'm investing these characters. I am. Mm. I like PB a lot. I want to see her story. I want to do their loyalty. See, I guess I will get back to it. Is PB the really ugly <laughs> blue looking thing? Uh, yeah, and Asari, she's is not ugly. Oh, sorry. Blue, blue, yeah, with the the black uh, across her eyes. Oh, there's some character that I just keep seeing images of. I'm like, are you kidding me? If, <laughs> like, with this the, thing looks. She's got like the squid hair, the black along her eyes, and a purple jumpsuit. Nah, that's you. She's she was in all the trailers, right? Yeah, that's PB like, was in everything. That's not big cab dog. Can you can you Google Mass Effect Andromeda <laughs> image search plus and then pull it up on on. On the wall. Yeah, I guess it's just that thing. It's, it's when we when Mass Effect Mornings derailed because that was that my excuse to play video games this week, hmm. which sounds weird <laughs> with our job, right? My excuse to play was I want to put time into Mass Effect, and right. I wanted, but I'd, let's make content out of it. Let's give me a reason to do it, and then doing it and it not working the way I wanted, and playing more mm -hmm. Zelda, I was like, well, Zelda's so much better. Right. Now go down, down. So you you yeah, are talking. You're, you're That's right. That thing. That no, 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 thing? No, no, that's that her. No, that's no, her. No, no, no. Okay, have you played, that's, a, that's have you played a Mass about. Effect? Go down. No, he saw. Go, go down. down. I've never going. played a Mass Effect ever. Scroll yeah, down. You are talking about PB one, right yes, there. But I want this stupid ass picture. Like, what's weird? What about it? Yes, I, it's, it's. I don't like it. If it makes I don't you, fucking like if it. If it makes you feel any better, the textures in this game aren't that good. That's not what she looks like on PlayStation Four. Click some of the other pictures. They're all the same picture. Now go to the other one to the right. Horizontally flipped. There's a gift. This one fucking moves. Put PB, P E, E, B, E, E, Mass Effect into Google Image Search. Wait, you had it already? Well, you're not, you, you're not going to play it because you're a fucking xenophobic or something. You raise an interesting uh, question. You raise an interesting question. Mm -hmm. Of I like these characters. Will I get back to it? I don't know. And that mm. sucks. I want to, but I already know that I like Persona characters more. And that's me 90 hours of my life. Mm. So why invest another corner? 30. Not what is that? That is a that is <laughs> that is not a real thing. That is not a real image That's of PB. Stop doing this to me, Kevin. You're putting. Oh, that is not PB at all. That is. <laughs> That's upsetting. That looks like. That's all. Is that Sean Spicer mixed with PB? It's somebody like that. Yeah. yeah. That's real Wait, what? Up. No. Is PB Christine Lakin? What? Well, Kevin took it away, so we'll never know. Sorry. <laughs> There's a lot going on with PB. There, there's a lot. The only reason I, I'm hating on, no. on, yeah. on your girl PB yeah. is uh, I have to make thumbnails for this sure. show. Right. So the amount of times we've talked right. about Mass Effect, yeah. I keep using the same image sure. of the dude with the helmet. Yeah, yeah. And like, there's there's been very few Mass sure. Effect drama images up until recently that are like quality thumbnails. Mm. Faces work well. So the amount of times I've seen that, I'm like, I'm not using this thing as a fucking thumbnail. Right, right. No, I don't like call. her. I'm, I'm hating. Sorry, you, next time you need to do Suvi. S-U-V-I. She's my girl. She's the one I'm going to All these romance. characters named after fucking food or ways of cooking. Or yeah. like shitty cars that no one buys. Sushi. Jesus but yeah. Christ. Yeah. That, that, and, uh. I, and then it's just the fact that Zelda is too amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's too good to put down. There's also like some sort of remnants of what happened with Mass Effect 3 happening here as well, right? Where you had a lot of people who were playing that game, myself included. I actually never completed Mass Effect 3. I loved that entire series. And I kept hearing about how the ending was disappointing. And much like games like Fallout New Vegas where I heard the ending was disappointing, I just kind of stopped. About 80% in, I was like, all right. I'll get it back to it eventually. Yeah, yeah. Like you're saying, never did. But you always know what that means. Like when right. I was like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to platinum Metal Gear Solid 5 during the extra right. live stream. I'll come back for it. Yeah, never. never right? <laughs> and what happened was I think people came in with this expectation or this like just worry in the back of their heads that maybe this game, there was always 
an element of that with Andromeda, where like they might fumble this, like they fumbled the ending of Mass Effect Three, and I mm. think it confirmed it with some people, and they're just gonna see. What's interesting pass. about it is the fact that I don't know how much it was they're gonna fumble it like Mass Effect Three. Mm. I think it was the fact of so many being like. They can't screw this up. It's Mass Effect. And right. so to get there and have so many weird... Bu- like when we started the stream, right, Kevin? Mm. Those two guys were just like walking oh. in place. And you're like, this right. is like one of EA's premier franchises. Mm. So for them to get a game out that like clearly took a lot of time and not have it fucking be a home run is so weird. Or to yeah. even do that thing, just rush it out before the end of Q1 finishes to get the mm. quarterlies in. Like that's If that's what they did with this, then that, that's really irresponsible. It's just not, yeah, it's not a good look. Do you think that it's going to do well specifically on the Xbox because... While PS4 has had all these amazing exclusives, mm-hmm. there hasn't been like all the ga- games that we talked about, except for Resident Evil Seven, right. um, aren't available on Xbox One. So, mm-hmm. like, do you think that like those gamers are just gonna be like, I just want something? I, I mean, I think all gamers will. I I think this again speaks. I don't. It was a weird rollout, right? Of mm-hmm. the EA Access thing is always so weird, yeah. and this time it definitely blew up in their face. One hundred percent. Here's a million gifts of faces being yeah. fucked up, and everything. Like, uh. But I still don't think people. Canceled pre-orders. I still don't think people. And I don't get me wrong. Clearly, people did, people but did. not a lot. But I'm not saying like where you're like, oh shit, we fuck. I think enough people bought this and then are like, I want to play this. I love Massive. I mean, it's mm. similar to me of like Infamous Second Son, right? Like I'm this huge Infamous fan, yeah. And so Infamous Second Son comes out, and yep, I'm gonna buy it. And like you know, and I played it, and, I'm, and it's like, okay, cool. Like this isn't amazing. It's good. It's more infamous. And I'm sure that's how a lot of people feel. It's more Mass Effect. Mm. Yeah, it's rough around the edges. Yeah, it's doing this. But and this is the other thing too similar to how we're talking about Uncharted 1 Uncharted 2 is the fact that like Mass Effect 1 had its problems too oh yeah, elevators totally, yeah. and all sorts of garbage that in like just weird stiff animations and then Mass Effect 2 I mean, was the combat one, even. yeah just Mass thing, Effect you know. 2 was fucking phenomenal and yeah. that's where it really pow became this giant thing where it was everyone has these fucking Mass Effect and 7 shirts mm. and tights <laughs> but they can't make an Andromeda 2 like that, that's you don't think so no they totally will they totally will they've already said they did not commit to this being a, a, a trilogy already and they did say that this could be a standalone sort of mm. story that was going on so like I don't know. I feel like already coming out, Mass Effect had a little bit of dirt on it coming out of three. And sure. This, sure. Now it's now it's starting to have a lot of dirt on it. And I don't know. Like it's fine for people like us who we're not we don't care about that necessarily. But in the court of public opinion, I feel like having a toxic name is really dangerous for a game specifically. Mm-hmm. That's a good so, point. I don't know. I mean, yeah. It, it but breaks it, my heart. I yeah. wish I loved Mass Effect. I wish I couldn't put it down. But it is a game that I'm like, oh, I enjoy this. I enjoy the. I stand by everything I said in the review. I enjoy the rider characters. I enjoy the cast. I do enjoy scanning and getting better weapons and stuff like that. But it mm. is just the thing of like, I don't. It doesn't. I said, you know, the third night was where it clicked with me. Where I was like, this is okay. This is Mass Effect. That's fucking it. alien. Is that what happened? No, I wish. No. I was working on that Suvi girl. You still haven't got an alien? Well, no, because I still haven't played that much. Like, you know, Mass Effect. Or you don't know how Mass Effect is. You have to. You, you commit. <laughs> it's it's rare that you are yeah. just like fucking bang and bang, bingo bingo right away. Oh man, you got to work up to it. Life. You do their loyal. Yeah, you got to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Ugh, let me oh, tell you. Right. Got to pick the hard out. Got to treat them right. What do you got to say, Garrus? Oh, yeah. shut up and fuck me. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's all I kept thinking. But Lord. what it happened, Kev? Look like a cricket. He looks like a cricket. Kevin's never fucked a Russian alien. He doesn't know. He doesn't know anything mm-hmm. about it. Uh, yeah, I, I want to. I want to see it through, but I feel like I need to. I feel like I need to mosey on out because yeah. we are in that place where it's just like, do I have yeah. time for this? So what else have you been playing? Mm. Can we talk about Horizon Zero Dawn a little bit? Sure. Oh, of course. We are big Horizon Zero Dawn fans. What the Kevin, fuck? Kevin, actually, happened? get on your mic. You've been playing a lot. Of, you played what a lot last night. Fuck. Did you? Where yeah, are you dude. right now? Um. So I've cleared the whole right side of the map. I, okay. I'm, I'm not doing like. With these games, I can't just do story missions. Like, I have to go around clearing as much as possible. 
And I collect whole, those cups. Yeah, the whole right side's all cleared. <laughs> yeah. And I've just started opening up the rest of the map. So, I mean, I've got so many days. When that game, when I finished playing that game, I was lucky. I got the early copy, as I'm sure you guys got from from Sony. Yeah, like a good two weeks probably before it came out. I think I played it like almost nonstop for like three weeks. But when I finished that game, I was sad. Yeah, like I enjoyed my time in that world so much. That, but and that's how I feel about Zelda right now. It's like yep. I don't want. I'm just I'm enjoying every single moment. Of I have it one divine, be- one divine beast left. Right. It's like, oh man, it's getting yeah, close. Yeah, just wait, right? Oh, no, no. I don't even. Talk I about think that. Like I mean, the whole and I like Killzone, but the entire time I was playing that game, I was like, I cannot believe this is a game from the Killzone. Oh my god, like, this that, is like, that's the biggest thing. It's just is, like that is it's one of the best open world games. I've and played. Killzone's fine. Yeah. But like a totally different craft when it comes to making games. You were talking about a linear like first person shooter. They had corridors. Really good, Here's what we're doing. Is Killzone yeah. great? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Killzone Two is great. Killzone. I, I like Shadowfall, and I like Three was that had that weightiness to it, and that was that was fine. I liked it. Shadowfall, I thought was where they got the like stickiness of the guns right, mm. and I think that comes across in the combat of Horizon because Jesus is a lot going on in the combat of that game, but yeah. it works like the slow mo with the like yeah. with the shots, like being able to tumble out of the way, the way the camera operates, the yeah. melee stuff works, like all of it is so tight. That's a great point and that I haven't actually thought in context of because you know of course everybody wants to go, oh well, what about Zelda? What about Horizon? Compare right. and make them fight, and I hate doing that because I do think they're different games. Yeah, but a great. One of the reasons I love Horizon so much is that I felt empowered when I was fighting and it didn't feel clunky and I didn't feel like right. I was fucking up. Whereas today I'm doing this boss in Zelda or whatever <laughs> on the stream and it's just like one of those things of like, oh, fuck, he's, oh, why, oh, right. Because I had my, I had draw, I was using my bow and arrow last, so I didn't mm-hmm. have my shield mm-hmm. assigned where uh, you think it naturally should be. You know what I mean? For me, the lock on shoulder button should just be, right. I have a shield no matter what. And yep. of course, that's not how it is. So I have to switch this, do that, blah, blah, blah. The, the dance in Horizon is like, as good as I have ever played in a game. The combat dance, the, like, it reminds me of games like, remember Stranglehold? Yeah. Like, yeah. where you yep, just, yep. you enjoyed, like, jumping and, like, but going uh, on cards yeah, and yeah. down. Like, Horizon, when I get into a fight with something, I'm not, like, worried about it and, like, trying to make sure that I beat them. Like, some of the big boss fights are certainly like that, but, like, the beauty of just, like, everything down to the sounds those fucking mm-hmm. dinosaurs make or when you're knocking off, like, little parts, parts of them of it, yeah. and, like, the way they, like, like, buckle on the knee when you hit them the wrong way. Like, everything about it is just That, that was the masterful. thing for me in the combat of, like, getting, to, you know, I'm a huge Freedom Wars fan, right? And right. if you ever played that, but it is, like, sawing off specific things. Yeah. And so when eventually get, the game gets complicated enough of, like, well, if you shoot off his disc launcher, you can use that against him. I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck. And, like, you're, so you're lining up shots and taking up specific things rather than in the beginning where you're just like, pop, 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 yeah, whatever. anything. Yeah, you we've ha- talked about this a million times, but the polish mm. of the game, and that's just not it's visually and, and, like, just with the world, but with the combat, where it's just, right. like, it does feel right. And, like, I, the sliding mechanic, when I first saw it, oh, when I was gosh. watching you play, I, I was like, this is kind of weird looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so like good. excessively long, but it's, like, it feels right when you're playing it. And yeah. when you're fighting and you slide, fucking pop a motherfucker, slide yeah. again, pop. It's just, like, it works. And uh, even just, like, the little details of, like, her hair color matching the... Um, the the color of the grass, the crops, the or grass yeah, yeah. that when you go through, it yeah. feels like you always feel like a badass mm. in, in a way that I feel like games often strive to mm. make you feel like, and it's always kind of forced and fake. Whereas this is like, nah, 
I'm the fucking predator here. Empowerment right? again, I'm, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Where you feel like you're in control of the situation. And it's not that, oh man, these clunky controls or this weird thing. No. That, yeah. And you're you're in control of it and you're the one in power, but it's not that the enemy is weak. And I think a sure. lot of games, you just no. feel like you're overpowered and you can come in and just attack And it's them. not that you have a bunch of equipment. You There's a genuine feeling of, and I mean, this is like the, the I mean, it's, people compare stuff to Dark Souls all too much, right? But like there's a genuine feeling in games like that where the mastery of, of, the character is what makes you stronger. And when you're playing as Aloy at the start, you're literally playing as a little girl, right? And you can only do certain amount of things and you don't have that much skills and all that. As you're playing that game, you're getting imbued with so much knowledge about how everything works, about the grass, about the different types of animals, the way they react and all that, that by the end, you're throwing yourself into these combat encounters and just like, not because she's got bigger guns, not because you've got like more inventory, all that stuff helps, but like because you're you're just you've mastered combat, yeah. you're able to just destroy these things. And the, the, like it barely drops any it barely has like any problem. The combat's amazing. The, it looks amazing. It look like graphically it's incredible. The story's great. Yeah. Right? Like the story's the really good. Great. The that was the, the voice most acting. unexpected thing for me was right. the, that game. When I came back from that preview event and I was like yeah, I knew. I thought combat would be fun. We've, we've played it before. Yeah. But, like, to come back and be like, I can't wait to see where the story goes. Like, yeah. I was. And then the fact that, no spoilers, when you start it, like, there becomes a point where all of a sudden there's two fucking stories and both are fucking fascinating. Yes. I'm like, all right, I want to know that, but I want to know that. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I love it. And uh, unlike you guys, I don't really like the whole open worldiness of it all and I don't right. want to clear out the entire map before I was like I just want to I just want the story because <laughs> I, I liked it so much and I was like I want to keep this going mm. and so I played it more like an Uncharted game where I just went from main quest to main quest mm. and I had such a damn good time with it right. and it's like I now can go back if I wanted to and do yeah, all those more other, content, other right? things and it's that's like, why I was so excited when they announced the sales and was like yeah we're doing a story expansion yeah. like fuck yes <laughs> fuck yes so, there's oh, so man. many they weird it. parallels it's almost like training wheels for Zelda as well because not only did it have like you know, all of those sort of collectibles and whatnot. It even has down to like photographs of yeah. places that you stand in. It's like yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it's weird that they came out so close together and that super, they are totally. so similar yet so different. So yeah. different. In the way that I get different experiences and different vibes from each one of them. They're like distant cousins or something. Yeah. And even the way, like, it's. it's a thing that I've now liked to do now that I'm out of the industry a bit more is like just try and not look at trailers all that much if yep. I can get away yep, with yep, it. Yep, yep. And like with Horizon, I went in with zero expectation, but also like I didn't know about all the different environments and like all the, like even the way they handle towers. Yeah. Like yeah, 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 everything yeah. about that game, just they put in that little bit more effort than it really shows. Yeah. And that's yeah. what's, and I'm, I, you know, I've said it before and I'm so happy to see it pay off because again, I, you know, I've covered PlayStation forever. So to yeah. see Gorilla get that. And that's what I kept saying. I said in our review, right, of like, this is Gorilla's moment of going from Jack and Daxter to Uncharted. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, mm -hmm. you are on another level. Yeah. Holy shit. You've suddenly gone up so much further in the ranks where maybe you didn't like Killzone. You liked this little bit of it. You thought it was beautiful. You know, there's different things, but here's a package. Mm. Here's a complete fucking package. I would love to know the story behind this because I bet that they were being asked to make Killzone games for Sony for a long sure. time. I bet when they finally got around to making their own new IP uh, in Horizon, that they decided, look, we're not going to fuck this up. Yeah, we're we gonna, got it. We got it. We're gonna, this. we're gonna kill it. Well, we I mean, you know what's so funny is like when we used to, as IGN, go to GDC and report on panels, right? Right. Like just you know, cover these panels. <laughs> I did the report where Gorilla was up there talking. And I forget if it, it must have been after Killzone Two, maybe right. Killzone Three, but it was like, yeah, we're working on three different games right now. We had a game jam. We pitched this thing, that thing, and they had like not concept art, but something that hinted at all of it. Right. And it was weird to think that since that long they've been working on what Horizon was going to become. Wow. That's Com nuts. Comes across though. Yeah, yeah totally. What and else have you been playing? Wait, you beat Zelda, right? Yes. 
Well, so I wanted to end on Zelda. La, but, okay. My apologies, my apologies. Yeah, but uh, so you were talking about uh, Night in the Woods. Night in the Woods. Yeah, played oh, some. Yes, please. God. Finally got around to playing some Night in the Woods. Uh, it's a very different um, uh, pace, and also uh, just you know mechanically, it's not a game about achieving much. It's yeah. like a. It's really hard to explain, and that's a good thing. I think it. It looks like a two D platformer. It's not. It's. It's a. It's not a platformer in terms of like there's no difficulty to it. There's nothing like that. It the is way a people, story based game. They yeah. had reached out to me a long, long time ago. And we're like, I forget if it was not this last GDC, but maybe a GDC before then, maybe Pax before then. You're like, mm. we know how much you love Gone Home. Yeah. This is a similar thing to that. And I was like, oh, awesome. And I clicked on the trailer and it's 2D fucking cat man walking around. Yeah. Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Anthropomorphic cat girl and like you're in this rust belt you know, town with, you know, massive social immobility where you're going back as somebody who's like kind of dropped out of college and all your friends are still there and dealing with like the relationships of people's expectations of you against like, you know, their sort of dreams for their own future. But all told, like the thing about Gone Home is that like, I really, really like Gone Home, but Gone Home, the way it looks, I mean, people used to think it was a horror game before they yeah. played the first hour or whatever, but the way it looks is the way it is, that it is a story about like this sort of like, uh, stylistically it matches with the theme of it, right? And I think what Night in the Woods is, because they go for this like cartoonish anthropomorphized cat animal situation, it kind of takes the the serious uh, sting out of it, mm. so you can sort mm. of enjoy it. You so in a way that like the the way this the story the like super sincere story comes across um, uh, even more sincerely. I think uh, it's basically a story about you interacting with people who you spend time with, um, talking to your parents in your house. It's the type of story that if like I feel like there's something in here where you could personally connect on many different ways, depending on if you've left your hometown, for instance, sure. or if you had trouble in college, or if you had friends who you grew apart from in your in your early 20s. Um, uh, yeah, and, and I kind of don't want to say anything else okay. because it's all, about, it's all about enjoying the story, but it's, it's great, well, super polished, really well written. When, really, I turn, really well when I turn on the PS4 to for recently jumping a Mass Effect or mm. whatever, I see it there. And I'm like, fuck, I gotta yeah. play that. I gotta make the time for it. It is a game that you should make sure you're ready to play it, okay. and then just do it in like a couple of days. Okay. Like mm. just burn mm. through it. It's a yeah, it's a really special game. It's totally different to everything else that's out at the moment. So it was a little bit jarring, yeah. like going from Zelda and Horizon into it. Uh, but it's uh, yeah, very very well made. So then Zelda. Oh fuck! Update me, on where I, no spoilers, obviously. Okay. So I did beat it. I don't know if we talked on Gamescast Ooh, about that. We haven't. That. What's beating Zelda? Uh, Do you I have all it? of those little fucking Calamity <laughs> Ganon <laughs> has fallen. You found me. Calamity Calamity Ganon has has okay. fallen. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm very satisfied with the uh, with the overall experience. I mean, man, it is definitely one of my favorite games of all time, and I think that it wow. always will be. Hmm. I think that we're gonna look back on this game, and everything I've been saying about it still remains true. Where in 20 years we're gonna talk about. I remember where I was playing Breath of the Wild. Right, I remember what it did differently. <laughs> but I mean, you know, all the I will remember the plane rides beside Danny and Tim also playing <laughs> Breath of the Wild. Exactly, exactly. Like like doing doing all that. Like the, I will. We haven't even mentioned that. Yeah, we haven't yeah. mentioned that. We were all in the. It was you, me, Tim, Nick, and all in one row on a plane playing Breath of the Wild. We did not plan it. I literally booked the middle seat because it was the last one left. And then who the fuck sits down next yeah. to me except you? It was amazing. Fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, and we played the entire time. That was your first. You started the game there. Yeah, I had not played it. Yeah, yeah. so that that was that was a very five hours game. to Boston, five hours back. All I did was play Zelda. Yeah, and it's I mean, and the time freaking flew yep. because of that. But yep. looking back on it, I do I do want to do at some point. I don't know when. Uh, I want to get some guests on and do a proper like mm. real oh, spoiler, spoiler real nice. critical uh, thing for Zelda because I feel like it deserves it, and I I do have a lot of thoughts on it now, and I, I think that it as perfect as it is, and as like uh, as much of a masterpiece as it is, now that it's done, quote mm. unquote. I do have a lot of thoughts where I'm like, 
I have ideas for how they could have improved. And I think right. that that's part of what makes it special, though, is that despite all of those things, sure. I still think it's fucking amazing, mm. you know? Yeah. And uh, again, it's the same way, like with Ocarina of Time, you can look back on it and just be like, mm, well, they could have fixed this. Nah, fixed this. No, but I mean, it's, it's not nowadays though. I mean, you're playing the Ocarina of Time for the first for time. For the first time. What the fuck? Yeah. I'm, I'm not that far. Um, I've just completed Zora's domain, I guess that oh, was nice. part of it. Um, yeah, I'd never play. I, so I have no affinity for the series whatsoever. I played uh, wind waker when I got a GameCube. That was the first Zelda I'd ever played. I have never completed one. I probably need to play oh, wow. that to about 20, 25%. Um, I'm playing through Ocarina of Time at the moment. And just because it's a massive gap in my video mm. game history. Um, so I have no affinity for that whatsoever for these games, but I like I needed some time to like make sure this this was the case. This is like genuinely one of the best games I've ever played. Yeah, like it is a masterpiece. And I mentioned it in the last segment, like it feels to me like an immersive sim. Those types of games where you've got all of these mechanics and they have thought about every single permutation that's possibly there. Like just using the cooking as a microcosm, the fact that you can combine all of these different things to make like. I, I keep finding gifts on Twitter that I'm like trying to not look at of like all of these interesting ways of combining recipes together. But you put that into, you know, the first time you figure out that like the fire lifts you up yeah. with your, with your paraglider, right? Like to trying to get into different, into different areas to combat mechanics that you didn't know worked. It's just this constantly like unraveling world, but it's not doing it in an artificial way where they're mm-hmm. tutorializing mm-hmm. or where like boats, man. Like I didn't figure out how to use boats until yesterday. I still have. I've never used right. a boat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's. I was waiting. I have an idea. Yeah, for how it would but work. I was waiting for the game to like tell me, like oh, the yeah. pop up to say, "Oh, yeah, the, yeah. oh, oh, you, you, this is a boat." To use the boat, you do, and it's that. But for like literally most of the mechanics of the game, there's a little bit of handholding at the start where they need to tell you how to use the buttons. But, but like even me, just apples, right? The, you walk out, there are apples on a tree. Figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Right. My my thing, and this is a critique I have that is really it's not spoilery. And at mm. this point, like for people that have played, you should have at le- you should at least know certain things about the game. For me, the divine beasts are the the thing that I do feel get a little bit too handholdy. Right. And they're not at all. But there's a moment where with each beast you get in, and they're like, "There's go. a map. You need to go. You right. need get to the find map, the map Lynn. to unlock the area." And they do that, and it's weird because it happens four times through the game. And every single time it has, there's still characters, so that it's not line for line the same thing, but they're telling you the same thing. Yeah. And it feels weird to me because they obviously did that so that you can play in any, any order, order you want. Yeah. Mm. However, it's the only time the game holds your hand in any way, which so makes it stand out yeah. even more. Right. You know, and I'm like, why would why would you do that? But it's like that's such a minor thing mm. yeah. to complain about. It's and just, I'm excited that there's DLC. There's a story yeah. DLC coming. Fuck it's yeah. so crazy that we're, you know, this many weeks in, right? How many weeks is it? Because I, I feel like it's been a month and a half, but it's just been well, a long It's month. been three Two? weeks since it's been... been three? Oh, yeah. wow. And really the fact wild. that like every day on Twitter, there is yeah. a new GIF or yeah. a new comment where you're like, what? And even today, or yesterday, when we did the island, I did an event tied island. Right, I just yeah. did that last night yeah. after even I saw you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And it was that thing of like, I was like walking Kevin through. I'm like, I know where everything is. And I'm like, I need to get this ball over there. I'm gonna, And I threw it in the water and then I used the ice to bring it up. Oh, that's how you did it? And somebody in the chat was like, oh, I never did that one. I'm like, that's so fucking crazy. Did you so do that? Crazy. I didn't. I haven't done it yet. The, did, the, can I, you guess how I did it? No, the guy in the chat said, I already forgot. What did you do? There's a rock right on the edge that's yeah. kind of ramped enough. Yeah. So I put it there, froze it, hit it a bunch of times, and it just went... Whoosh. Nice. Like golf Very shot nice. yeah, into yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's, it's awesome. And I, I love seeing it because, again, I do think that there it reaches a point with this game where... 
for a while, it was like, I don't want to see anything about this yes. because I want to experience it for myself. But you reach a point where you're like, all right, cool. I've played enough. I'm kind but of now there. I want to see all the cool yeah. shit people are doing. And again, I brought this up in some other show. But uh, Breath of the Wild reminds me of Star Wars Episode Seven in a lot of ways where <laughs> okay. I was I was so excited for it. And I was like, I want I want to know. Just enough. I want to see a trailer, right. but I don't want everything spoiled for me. Don't fucking tell me anything. I want to watch the movie and I want to, yeah. you know, experience it myself. But then it reached a point where after you see the movie, I was just yeah. like, tell me fucking everything. Yeah. I want to know every Easter egg. What stormtrooper was played by which actor? Yeah. And like it, there's like a second wind yeah. of I want to know everything. And granted, watching movies is different than playing a game. But what I'm saying is, I feel like with Zelda, you hit a point where you're like, there's that second wind where I'm like, all right, now tell me everything yeah. I don't know. You and I see the, gifts of people doing things that are like. And it's it's funny because with Zelda, it's the one game where it's not breaking the game. It's no, you could solve it that way. Yeah. Like, did have you guys seen the thing with the the magnets? Nick, oh no, Nick Robinson's Nick thing. Nick Robinson. Yeah, I, li- I literally not the magnets, electricity. Well, electricity. yeah, electricity yeah. With, through the the metal. I literally yeah, yeah, did the same that, thing. Well, that was one of those gifts where I'm like, you son of a what? A, right. It works. It totally fucking, fucking works. works. Yeah. It's. We don't, yeah. we don't, we're not going to explain it to you. If you want to see, go look at you can go Nick to Nick Robinson. Robinson. Babylonian. His Twitter is Babylonian. Yeah, Babylonian. Babylonian. B a b y l o n i a n. Yeah, it's from Polygon. Yeah, it's amazing. I've yeah. never. I just even in getting into the, like the fact that like there are physical barriers to world exploration, like the island, right? But even the desert. Uh, yeah, and it just the the way they had or the mountain sorry like in the first area when you go up there and it's too cold for you as well yeah, yeah. and they don't tell you like oh you should do x and y to survive here or whatever sure. it's just like this constantly unfolding world well, where you know t- i'm sorry no, no no i mean we did this documentary on noclip like three weeks back about mystery right and like yeah. it's it's like amazing that we did it right before this game came out because we basically had like Derek Hugh who made spelunky jonathan Lowe did the witness mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. jim crawford who made frog fractions talking about how you design a game where you respect the player's intelligence and allow them to uncover things for themselves. And one of the things that Derek talked about was how in the first Zelda, and again, this is I hadn't played these games, so it was educative for me. In the first Zelda, when you wanted to find those hidden dungeons, you just put bombs on special parts of the walls, right? Yeah, and then yeah. it's, do-do-do-do, and it yep. opens up, right? In Zelda 3, there was cracks in the walls. Mm-hmm. And like that is basically a microcosm for the way in which like modern games have turned into handholdy experiences. And they can be fun, but you've got games like Assassin's Creed, right? You basically have the UI telling you what to do. So you can almost play this game with just losing the map. They even game Zelda, which is basically not even done anything that crazy. It's just gone back to the way we used to play games in the 80s, where they did not yep. have this sort of handholdy thing. And that was the thing that I, I, after we were done with the review and progress of Mass Effect last week, that was the thing I was like, oh, fuck, I meant to bring that up, is the fact that I saw someone on Twitter uh, tweet out, after playing, uh, after playing Zelda, Mass Effect feels 10 years old. Mm, and right. the fact that, I mean, once he said that, I was like, oh, yeah, totally, because it, it is... Zelda's like, I respect your intelligence. Mm. And Mass Effect's like, we're going to tell you a story. There's been this murder on this thing. Go here and find the body. (laughs) The body is a giant star on your map. You go there, you scan the body. It's like, all right, now go find his gun. It's a giant star. You go there, you scan. Mm. Like, there's no, like, Zelda's literally like, yeah, if you want to get in that town, there's a guy that wanders around. See ya. And you're like, wait, what the (laughs) fuck does that mean? Like, what do you want me to do? But it's and yeah, and I think that coupled with the fact that there is so much to do means that when you hit those roadblocks, it's yeah. fine. It's like yeah. I'm gonna go do something else. Yeah. And by pure like osmosis in this world, I'm going to find that information mm-hmm. to then get me into that. City. Lucy and, O'Brien put up a thing the other day. It was just like she has this. She's like it was a screenshot from her phone of just like my phone is filled with things like this, and it was just a conversation bubble of like if you do this, you can find that person. But whatever, bye. And, and I right. think all of that is super key because uh, when it comes to Zelda. Comparing the the specifically Zelda one 
Link to the Past, right. and then Breath of the Wild here. I think that Zelda 1, classic game. Mm. No one will ever you know, fight that at mm. all. However, I do think that part of the magic of that game was the conversations people had in real yep. life. Yep. Yeah. And it was like, a, oh, how do I do this? And someone else just figured out, oh, if you put a bomb here, there's a secret. Right. But like, the game didn't tell you that, and I think that's bullshit. Like, I yeah. think that it, it's, that's, it's too open. It's just there's no way that you should have known. How would you know that to this put a bomb pixel here? here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, and it, but it's like it's, that pixel looks no different than any other pixel. Yep, so yep, link yep. to the past, having the cracks, mm. I think, is a is a way to like, all right, cool. This at least is teaching you a language of what you're supposed to know. I think the Breath of the Wild is kind of the perfect evolution of both of those, right. where it has the openness of the first Zelda, but it's all logical. So, oh, it's too cold. I'm shivering. Right. I need to get hot. How can I get hot? Oh, if I wore warmer clothes. Right. You know, or like uh, it's it's all type things like that where like, oh, man, I need to figure out how to shock something. I, I probably need to use electricity yeah. and something. You're right. So magnetic. And, that, and that's like the cracks, right, where they are giving you the, the, the puzzle elements for you to piece it together. I think you need to have that bomb placed on a random wall just once or you need to think that that's possible. Sure. Because if you think be that rules. that's possible then anything's possible. Yes. And Zelda's world feels like a world in which I'm unre- I'm learning so much about what's going on here, but it still feels like there's so much to learn. And Derek also told, you know, there's that old thing about you know, why Zelda was made. It was a uh, Miyamoto was walking around that forest and mm-hmm. he f- came across a cave, right? And he's like, wow, like I discovered this cave. The story ends there. He doesn't talk about what was in the cave. It's not about what's in the cave. Condoms. Condoms as far as Always the condoms. Can see. Just like rows of them. It's 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 about the mystery. It's like the magic trick, right? If the magic trick, if the solution to the trick was better than the trick, they would have told you about the solution. Mm. They don't. They tell you about the trick. And now what, what's cool oh, about Zelda is that that element of mystery, it's an intangible thing. We're not talking about figuring all this stuff out. We're excited because we don't know everything. Mm. And for people I also feel who are in their 30s, who were playing video games for a while, sorry, you're younger than us. This similar thing, right? That's rare. Yeah, and I think that's why Zelda's really. I mean, today playing on the stream, right? Kevin and I got to the uh, shrine with the constellations, and it's like, look at this, look at the constellations, and it was that shut the chat uh, because we're playing on Twitch. And I've not come across that. That's we're fucking wondering what the fuck do we need to do here? And it's like back and forth. There's all this shit, and then like. I pitched this idea. It doesn't work. P- Kevin pitched it. And then Kevin finally was like, what if we did? I'm like, oh, fuck. Of course. And then I still didn't have my head completely <laughs> right? wrapped around it. I was like, this is great. Yo, Zelda's got Portal in it. It's got Portal in it. The shrines are Portal Oh, no. I get things, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's my favorite part. Oh, right. man. The shrines. I, I fucking, I just love it so much. I, I Now that I'm done with the game, a criticism I have is like, right. all right, did it need more dungeons? And I, I do right. think that it, I personally think that it could have used two more dungeons mm-hmm. and less shrines if that had to be the concession How many shrines made. are there? There's 120. Jesus. Which right. is a lot of shrines. Which really yeah. makes you sad when you look at your screen you're like, fuck, I yeah. have 46. Yeah. And, <laughs> thing, and, and, and I'm not finding them easy anymore. Like, no. what the fuck are right. all these things? I've loved so many of the shrines. There was a handful of duds, but overall, I'll give it to them because mm. even the duds tried something different. Right. Uh, and there's the minor tests of strength and major tests of strength or whatever. And it's like, yeah. there's, there's a couple too I'm many I'm skipping of those. all those major tests of strength. <laughs> You're like, nope. No. But, but at the same time, I do feel like there is a reward. Those tend to be the shrines that were harder to get to. 
Yeah. So it was like getting to the shrine was the challenge. The, so the amount of shrines like I've award. walked in where I like busted my ass to get there and they're like, all right, cool, here it is. Yeah, oh, I love thanks, that. Man. That's so good. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I like that, but uh, I feel like the the dungeons are, are the real real meat of Zelda, you know? Right. Uh, but man, like the I just I love the the use of your the runes. That's what they're called. The yeah. the, the runes. Here they are in the beginning of the game. Master Life. these things yeah. because you can be fucking creative and do whatever you want. Every puzzle is going to use these things. The amount of times I'm in, it, I'm in one of these shrines and I'm just like, I must not have. Nope, that's not the answer. You have everything at your disposal right now to beat this. Yeah. Figure it out. Yep. It's uh-huh. great. And so many games don't do that. They keep their like master joke till the end. It reminded me of Half-Life 2 where it's like, no, here's the gravity gun. Yep. Like, we're going to tell you loads of different ways of using it. Like, it was the same with, with these runes, right? Yeah. Yep. It's like, here's like all these different ways to play it. Oh, that's so good. Yo, put your amiibo on this thing. Yeah, so for the that. next topic, we're yeah. going to have a very special friend, Seb. Seb's coming from Snake from Pass, everybody. He's going to appear right there. We won't have been drinking. I'll put on a sweatshirt. We'll all shift Bye-bye. over. Don't do it. You're breaking right now. Look at this. Time is broken. Go support Danny O'Dwyer over at patreon.com slash noclip. No, slash Danny O'Dwyer. Slash Danny yeah, O'Dwyer. Because it's not just noclip. I'm also bringing back my old op-ed show Ooh. real soon, too. Ooh. Awesome. So, yeah, Thanks for doing this, Danny. We'll get Pleasure as ever. That. Great to have you. Great to, to be here. Let's do another topic with Seb. Let's do it. Hey, Seb, why don't you just appear where I'm sitting? And for a final topic of the day, we have a good friend, Seb. From Sumo Digital. Everybody, give it up for Seth. You appeared from nowhere. Like a ghost. Indeed. You just popped on just set. Yeah. Like a European ghost. Like a European ghost. That's why I left Europe. Yeah. Ghosts yeah. everywhere. That, yeah. You know, it is an older place, so there's yeah. probably more ghosts, right? Totally. Dead yeah. people everywhere, bodies, Vikings all over the place. Are you a Viking? No. Not a ghost Viking? No. A lot right, of history there, though. Yeah. 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 Have you seen a ghost in Europe? Mm, yes. Really? Yeah. What happened? There, there's like this haunted mansion near where I live where people go to, but now they've like turned it into a, like a tourist attraction. Yeah. Sure. So it's kind of lame. Oh, okay. But they said the devil's fist went there. through the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's pretty fucked up. We used oh. to go there at nighttime drunk and we'd see stuff, but like, you know. You're, you're also, drunk. like drunk and we were yeah, 16 yeah. years old. So, you yeah. know, mm, I don't know. Well, so this is Pass. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> snake Pass. Let's yes. play up over on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Right. So here's the thing, Tim. This is Seb. Yes. Seb's working at Sumo Digital. Yes. He made Snake Pass. If you're one of the people watching this on the early Patreon exclusive, it's coming out on Tuesday. If you're watching this on normal YouTube, it's out right now. You can go Whoa. pick it up. PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch. Switch and Steam. All of them. Yeah. Well, you nervous? If you have a computer, you can play it. I'm wow. really nervous. Yeah. I'm excited, <laughs> nervous. Like, I sleep worse every night, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I can't <laughs> wait for it to come out uh, for people to get their hands on it. Well, and, you yeah, know, you've yeah. shown it to us a bunch of times. We've played it. We enjoy it. Uh, we did the Let's Play, obviously, a while back during GDC. This is after we had already seen, like, stuff you had talked about it after yeah. you saw the trailer for it. David Wise doing the soundtrack. That's yeah, my favorite part of this whole thing. It yeah, that did the Donkey Kong Country soundtracks. Yeah. Fantastic. And then you came by, and uh, Dino, who was on your team, screwed me out of the kind of funny Nintendo World Championship <laughs> at PAX because at no point during PAX East was I shown the secret route that Nick was shown uh-huh. that he used to retain the kind of funny Nintendo World Championship. I'm not a fan of it, but I won't hold it against you. Well, next time, just think more like a snake, and you would have actually won. So don't give me the tagline to your games. Don't. So for somebody who does it, and this is this topic, not really about Snake Pass the game. That's already oh, out. Okay, you can go sorry. play it. Yeah. But what I want to know is. Give it the elevator pitch to somebody who doesn't know what Snake Pass is. Mm. Right, Snake Pass is a physics-based platforming game where you play as a snake. Uh, so this means you can't jump. It's all about managing the, your long body and using gravity and friction and, and the likes to, to navigate a level. Sure. 
reach challenges. And it's like a puzzler, is that how I like to think of it. Because you get there, you yeah. see the gems. You know you got to get that, but how do you get that, and how do you keep your momentum, and how do you not fall and die like I did? Yes, uh, some people have said uh, it's a puzzle game where the character is the puzzle. You have to figure mm-hmm. out every time you want to grab something, you have to figure out how do I get this character sure. to that place. So now I want to dial it way back. Because what yeah. you're here to talk about is how fascinating your journey to Snake Pass is. So... How did you slither into? Oh, Jesus, oh, wow. God. nice one. Uh, at, at the office, do you guys do this all the time? Do you oh, just have yeah, all these snake it, puns? It's crazy. Yeah. Jeez, we've, we've had to take out, I think, about eighty percent of the snake puns because people right. just couldn't hear them anymore. <laughs> there were many more before then. So you were telling me when you came through, you were a teacher. Yeah, that was your oh, right. that was your day to day job, and then you played so much Little Big Planet, you got a job. Yeah, that's exactly what, what happened. So you can do that. I know. I <laughs> can play so much. You tell me people can play games for a living. I watch so much porn. Can I, <laughs> you probably have an eye now. You, you, you have a camera. You I do have a camera. Go. There you I go. have a body. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm, you got a body too. Wow. Man, new Patreon goals coming to no clips. I can't wait for this. No, for you, Seb. How long? What? What were you teaching? How long have you been a teacher? I was teaching biology, and I was a teacher for. Four and a half years. Wow. So halfway the last year, I got an email from Sumo, and that's when I quit. So four and a half years. Instantly. You, know, you don't you jump. Email you're pretty like, much done. instantly. You can't <laughs> jump around like that. You can't. So you're a teacher. You're a biology teacher in high school. Yes. Okay. You're teaching all these scumbag kids. They're coming about in. The I don't birds wanna... and the bees. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the exciting part. I don't want to learn about this, Mister. Wait. Did you have to do sex ed in yeah, biology? Yeah. Man. That's, I mean, that's literally biology, right? I, yeah. Biology. We had religion class. That's where I came in. Really? Yeah. I had religion class too. We didn't talk about it there. We they talked said, about. Don't it. have sex, and if you do, don't wear a condom because go to hell. Wow. Sorry. I'm don't wear a condom. Catholic man. My God. God's not about that. God ain't about that life. <laughs> did you did you tell your kids to wear condoms or not? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I actually did the whole banana thing uh, demonstrate. Yeah, it was you didn't have a very different life than uh, right? what I'm doing now. I'm going to go yeah. get the snake. Okay. So you're teaching biology. Do you enjoy it? Like, did your whole goal your whole life been to be a teacher? No, no. I, no, I was always kind of obsessed with video games. Okay. And I always wanted to do something with video games, but... Well, when I had to choose a study, it was still sort of people said like there's not not a real career in video right. games. So, yeah, and I was good that. at the science studies, so I just sort of naturally moved to the science studies, picked biology, ended up getting a biology master in uni. Oh wow! Did you secretly hate it the entire time? Nah, no, not at all. Because I do still like nature a lot and and biology stuff. But halfway the second year of uni, I I definitely was sure that I picked the wrong thing. Right. But by that time, I was already halfway, so it was like I might as well finish it. This is such an awesome redemption story of like you knew it was wrong, but you're like, oh, I gotta bite down and keep going. I guess. Yeah. Well, lots lots of kids have the same issue nowadays. I think. Nowadays, when you have I to swear to God, them. why do you hate this microphone? Get, <laughs> Sorry, when you're like doing this whole thing, you're over here. Kevin's gonna yell at me after the show. So when you have to make a choice, uh, I was 17 when I had to choose Jeez. what I wanted right. to be, and I honestly I was not ready for that at mm. all. So oh, yeah. I just picked the most convenient thing and and not the yeah. best thing. Sounds yeah. like a 17 year old. That's a 17 yeah. year old right. choice for sure. So many people. So you're you're playing games still. You're deep into them. When do you get introduced to Little Big Planet? So it actually started for me with a different game, a, called, a PC game called Spore from 2002. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. right. So that was one of the first games where it allowed you to create stuff for the community to play with. And I, I got really into that and I spent, I must have created over a thousand different creatures and vehicles. Wow. And when the expansion came out, it allowed you to actually create mini adventures, or mini games almost. 
And I just got a, a huge kick out of the idea that people were having fun with the stuff that I was creating. Right. And uh, yeah, getting feedback, comments, subscribers, it's just a, kind of addicting in a oh, way. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just keep going and keep getting better, keep improving myself. And uh, after about two years of spending almost every night in, in Spore, I got an email from the creators of Spore. No yeah, way. Uh, if I wanted to visit their studio in San Francisco. Oh, wow. So at that point, I was like, this is it. They're going to offer me a job. This and how old were you at dream. this point? Um, I must have been about 22, 23, maybe. So now you're ready for the big life choices. Well, <laughs> I knew I was in the wrong spot at that point. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, was, I was convinced that they wouldn't fly me all the way over to San Francisco for, for no good Just reason. Just to show you the game and show you talk so to So I was you. convinced they would offer me a job. Yeah. So uh, I was allowed to stay there for a week and visit their studio during a game jam that they were doing. Wow. Was that over in Emeryville, the Maxis one? The Maxis? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Got Shut closed down a couple yeah. of months later. Recipes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's probably part of the reason they didn't offer They're just right. throwing money away, bringing people in. I mean, yeah. he, he dodged a bullet then as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> so yeah, the, the, the days went by and I, they, they never actually offered me a job until the very last day. They still hadn't offered me a job. So I decided to just try whatever I could. So I sort of started wandering through the building, looking for the door with the highest looking... <laughs> Uh, function on it and yeah? I found some executive producer or something like that mm. and I just knocked on the door and I uh, said do you have five minutes and I, I just sort of pitched myself there like if you want someone really passionate for video games hire me yeah wow how'd that oh, go over well I think they were sort of impressed by that but it still never led to it anything didn't, yeah, it, no. did it stop I him from calling that. security that's, that's, that is awesome yeah. That is, yeah, you got to do that. That that's is a, a Tim Getty ass, ass move. Yeah. You, yeah, just, yeah. you just got to go for it. I like that you went door to door and found the highest one. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to just be going to the, a producer. You need no. the executive producer. Yeah. yeah. That's what's up. That's bold. But then uh, flying back and without a job offer was right. very uh, depressing sure. and very disillusioned because, uh, well, I, I couldn't believe that they would fly me all the way over there for really right. nothing. Yeah. So after that, I sort of stopped playing sport. I was just oh, done oh, with it. Oh, the sport. Oh, I scorned uh, lever. Mm. Yeah. What about Dark Spore? No, I, I never no. got to that. No, no. no. no it dead was to me. Really he cut, cut it off for me after that. <laughs> yeah. But I read on some forum that uh, the best creators from Little Big Planet were being hired by the creators of Little Big Planet. Uh. So I went out, bought a PlayStation, and bought Little Big Planet, and I decided to do the same thing to become the most subscribed creator in Little Big Planet. So this was and intentional. And to land a job through that. That, that yeah. is wow. awesome. I didn't know that part. They're no. like, this was a scheme from the beginning. They were like, I'm going to play this game to get hired. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm going to be the best Little Big Planet player. Yeah. <laughs> so so that, that's, that's Little Big Planet 1 you pick up. Yeah, Little Big Planet 1 okay, is where cool. it started. And after a couple of months, Little Big Planet 2 came out. So most of my more advanced stuff is all done in Little Big sure. Planet 2. Mm. How so many levels and how many? Um, how much did you put up for Little Big Planet 2? Or Little well, Big, I must have created you know? about 20 levels and five mini games because later on it was all about using Little Big Planet to create things that look like they don't belong yeah. in yep. Little Big Planet, yeah, like yeah. to really push the engine. All those and music do crazy levels things. and all that stuff. I remember. Yeah, I was very much into videos. 3D stuff, like uh, using the 2D engine to create 3D stuff. So. Wow. Okay. Okay. Cool. And then that I think that is what in the end that got me noticed. So after doing that for two years religiously and, and how many subscribers content. did you have how many views were, i know what was happening uh, at the end i was up to about fifteen thousand. i think okay, okay. still not the highest there but sure but i mean you're doing quality content was you're getting you, noticed you the yeah. audience behind yeah. you yeah, yeah and media molecule they're dialed into that right? are you that's talking about subscribers on youtube are you talking about videos are you talking about no, subscribers, just subscribers in, within the game in yeah. the game okay cool. yeah. that's awesome that's, no, a, that's a great that's a, that's a, huge, that's a huge one yeah, yeah. 
So were you like learning about game design then when you were doing this? Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, that's the thing that a lot of people seem to underestimate. Like, there's loads of people in Little Big Planet that are very good at game design because it's such a competitive environment. Everybody mm. who's creating games, there, there's millions of levels out there, and there's like literally tens of thousands of levels coming out every day. <laughs> so for the, this relatively small group of people that play that game every day to select your level, you really have to right. stand out on, mm. on all fronts. So it really pushes you to think of from the... I look at, a, at uh, creating a little big planet level. For me, it was someone selected to play my level, and I gotta make sure that from the moment they selected me, I keep them entertained from right. the very first second. I draw them in and I keep them playing this my level until yeah. it's finished. Because it's super easy to just as soon as you run into a difficult bit to just quit yeah. out, play go to the else. next level. Huh. So yeah, that that really made me think about the entire process of what draws players in and how do you keep the players there. So I think I learned a really a lot from that. All right, so you're making all these levels. You're killing in Little Big Planet too. How? Who reaches out? How do they reach out? Is it Media Molecule who reaches out to you? No. So at that point, uh, Media Molecule had was no longer working on Little Big Planet because they're, they're transitioning off. They're, Sumo was ramping up for yeah. Little Big Planet three, which was all like sort of secret. Yeah, hush, hush, public, We didn't so know that for a while. Right. Yeah. As far as I thought. It was still Media Molecule. Mm-hmm. So the when I initially got the email, and I was a teacher for about well four and a half years at that point, when I got the email from Sumo Digital, my first reaction was, "Why Google Sumo Digital?" <laughs> yeah. And yeah. actually, my re- first reply to the email was, "Is is this for real? Yeah. Are, are you guys for real?" Oh, and they insured me, yeah, we are for real. What so. was that initial email? Was it, "Hey, we want to talk to you about working here," or was it like, "We want to give you this job"? Or uh, yeah, they said we saw uh, we've been following your work in the community, and some of our uh, staff members have recommended you. Uh, would you be interested in uh, having a chat with us about maybe a possible job? Wow, gotcha. Something along those lines. Did they mention Little Big Planet three in it, or was it that? No. Sh- okay, okay, okay. They did in the first Skype interview that, that followed. Right. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. How many interviews were there? Uh, two. One over Skype, and then they flew me in for an actual face. And this time you interview. knew it was real. This time yes. I'm flying here with a purpose. Yeah. And actually, the week before I flew in, I was on a ski holiday, and I broke my ankle oh, during that. And literally, the first thing that ha- that I thought of when my ankle broke was not, oh, shit, my ankle. All right. It was literally, oh, shit, my job. Yeah. I have to be in England next week. What am I going to do? Yeah. So, Where yeah, were you I, coming from? Uh, I, at the time, I was teacher in Holland still. Holland. Okay, yeah. okay. Okay. So... How long was that? I mean, how long did it take you to realize what was happening? Because I feel like they hit you up. Do you want to come get interviewed? You're a teacher already. You don't like the job. But is, is that thing, is this real? Is this really happening? Like, was it when you got there on the first day and sat down at the desk? Well, no, the, the, the interview itself was really nerve-wracking because it was for me like the make-or-break moment. Like sure. I felt like I've, I invested almost two years to get noticed in Spore and then two more years to get noticed in LBP. Like, if I don't get a job now it's probably never going to happen so right. the, the, I felt really the pressure of this has to happen now mm. so the interview I was in my memory it went really bad I was really nervous mm. I couldn't really answer properly so the, actually the the first three hours after the interview while I was waiting on the plane I spent mulling around in, in a big shopping mall there oh. thinking about what I said and yeah, what I yeah. should have said and I actually ended up buying a little block note and a pen and writing down the things that I should have said. And I went oh, back no. to the office and I gave them. No the way, really? Yeah. Wait, you, you were fucking awesome. <laughs> Wait, you left the airport? No, not the, the, yeah, the oh, shopping mall. The shopping mall. So I went mall. to the I'm shopping sorry. mall. Oh. I sat on the couch and I, I just started thinking what I should have said. 
and what I could have said and which suggestions I, I wanted to give. And I all wrote all that down. I went back to the office. I <laughs> went to the reception and said, I just had an interview. These are the things that I forgot to say. Can you hand this over to the guy that did the interview? That is awesome. That is a baller ass move. People <laughs> take note of that. You should do that. Absolutely. It, it did work in the end, yeah. Because uh, a couple of hours later, actually, uh, when I was on the airport, they already sent me a message that I was going to be hired. Wow. Wow. Well, that's yes. fucking awesome. Is Kevin clapping? It was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can keep going. Congratulations. That's yeah. awesome. That's a f- Dreams do come true. Yeah. Know? And not only was I able to become a game designer, I was able to work on my f- favorite yeah, game. Sure. Like Little Big Planet is, is huge for me. So not just because of the opportunities it gives me, but just because I love that type of game, mm. like the happy sure, yeah, yeah, games. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of questions were they asking you? Were they asking you questions as, all right, you're a video game fan who's good at creating stuff, or were they asking mm. you like serious game design questions? Well, funny enough, the guy that did the interview, which is now the, the lead designer also on the Snake Pass, I worked very closely with him. Yeah. That was the first time I met him on the interview. And the first thing he said when he came in, I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, <laughs> but the first thing he said when he came in was, I'm so sorry, I haven't prepared for this at all. <laughs> <laughs> so he sort of just winked in the interview. Gotcha. And he, it was a, a kind of a weird mix between personal questions about my normal hobbies, just to see if I was a, a normal guy. Right? Yeah. And um, some questions about game design and specifically about my ideas for a little big planet. Gotcha. And gotcha, especially gotcha. that last part, I wasn't prepared for it. So mm. that's the things I wrote that's on the note later on. With the, these are my ideas for little big planet. God, I mean, I mean, they played through your portfolio, presumably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good like point. They knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay, so you go from little big planet. Then you did that little big planet three, right? Yeah. So then after <laughs> that, does it go straight into Snake Pass? Pretty much. Well, they, they were planning to move me onto a new project, which was using Unreal, and mm. uh, because I only knew Little Big Planet engine, they gave me two weeks to try to learn Unreal engine. So, <laughs> oh, jeez, so another high-pressure situation. Okay. Yeah, I didn't experience it like that at the time, but in hindsight, it might have been sort of a trial yeah, yeah, period. Right. Like, yeah. let's see if he can still be useful outside Little oh. Big Planet. Yeah. And. Um, so they gave me plenty of time to to learn Unreal, and as I was playing around with Unreal, following tutorials, I ran into this tutorial about splines, and it, it tempted me to try to make a rope that would swing when the player w- walks into it. Mm. Now, what are splines? Because I know splines from SimCity. Sim reticulating, reticulating splines. splines. Yeah. SimCity 2000. Back to Maxis. Again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it all goes back to Maxis. It's basically you draw a bunch of dots and then a line that that smooths mm, out, mm, that draws mm. a smooth curve. Okay. That's roughly what it means. Okay, cool. So that's the, a rope that swings would, would use that, essentially. Sure, sure. So that's how it started. And when I f- didn't attach that rope to the ceiling and pressed the play button, I saw it fall on the floor in this really nice, smooth, Coil. right. coily yeah. shape. And I thought, huh. I've never seen anything like that. And also, especially from the Little Big Planet, coming from Little Big Planet, where everything is re- really square. Yep. Yes. So. Yeah. Just that big contrast between two years of only looking at square blocks and then suddenly <laughs> this smooth, beautiful shape. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought, there's a game there. I'm going to try to make something out of that. So the, my initial prototype was a controllable rope. And then I thought back to my what history. If, if I could control a rope, what is that like? <laughs> Some sort snakes. of rope <laughs> animal. Exactly. <laughs> well, in university, I, I had uh, two pet snakes. Yeah. Oh, uh, right. Wow. Solid and liquid snake. Oh, nice. Love it. Yes. Love it. Yes. Now, here's the big question. You were, were you born w- to make this game. Were you yeah. one of these guys who like brought the snakes to class? No. no. Okay. 
It, at Mizzou, I had one of these guys in like oh, a journalism thing, far. and then it got loose, and it, like everybody flipped out. Of course, that's hilarious. Like, why would you did. bring a snake? Why are you bringing a snake? Why okay. are you bringing a snake? Sorry. No, I did spend many hours watching TV with them just crawling sure, through sure. my hands uh, over my body, and so <laughs> I knew exactly when and how they use their muscles. Yeah. Right. So I put a lot of that knowledge into there, plus wow. some general biology knowledge about muscles. Right. And it started working more and more like You literally say. have been training your entire life to make It does feel like that, that everything sort of led up to this game, mm -hmm. yeah. So you, you're, you're getting Unreal, you're getting good at Unreal, because that was going to be the next project or whatever. But then you start doing this snake thing. Are you, do you come to people and you're like, hey, I think I have something here. I shouldn't work on that game. We should make this game? Uh, so I had that... At that point, it didn't even have a head. It was literally just a cable crawling sure. around. Mm -hmm. And um, I had a feeling that there was something special there. But normally when I create something, I always get that feeling. Like you, you get that initial period of being really particularly proud of yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you look at it later, a couple of months, and you realize it was kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I always get that feeling, and I don't trust that feeling anymore. So I brought it into work, and I showed it to one colleague. And he was like, dude, this is amazing. I've never seen anything like this. You should do something with this, mm. and which is exactly around the time that Sumo did their first internal game jam. Yeah, right. trying to because Sumo is a big company normally doing AAA games mm. for other studios, but uh, we always wanted to do something of our own. So they organized the game jam for that, and this was October 2015. And well, I had this prototype, so I submitted that to the game jam, and I won it. Wow! And well, that led to initially. Sumo giving me three guys and three months to try to make something small that we could put on Steam mm. for maybe even for free, more as a promotion. Like sure. Sumo has ideas as well. Hey, mm. we make original stuff. Mm. We're yeah. not just doing Little Big Planet and other contract work yet. But obviously, uh, the, the, the little team that was on it was just so passionate about the idea that we sunk incredible amount of time and effort and energy and, and love and passion into it. And after three months, when we presented to the bosses, like, this is what we're going to put on Steam, uh, they were just so blown away by the potential of the idea and and the amount of work that we managed to do in that small amount of time that they uh, they gave me, like, six more people, so we went up to <laughs> ten. And uh, they decided to try to work towards EGX Rest, which was April right, yeah. last year, to try to make a demo and see if there was actually an audience for sure. this game. So... Um, that happened. We, we worked really hard to, to nail the art style and, and turn this headless or, or sort of realistic looking creepy snake into something cute and colorful. And when we brought it to EJX Rest the first time we and we showed it to the public for the first time, the reaction was just amazing. Like mm. there were smiley faces all around. Everybody that looked at it wanted to play it. There was cues around our booth all the time. And we had our big boss standing in the corner with a big smile on his face. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah like the one smile that matters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the, pretty much the day after EJX Rest was finished, uh, they came over and they said, we're going in full production. You're going to wow. get a full team, with a, a real team with producer and yeah. the budget. And How yeah. big is the team now? Um, so that was April last year. And uh, it's been ramping up and down depending on what we need at the time. But uh, it's been very... Around 20 people have been Jeez. working on it since April last year. Yeah. So don't take this the wrong way, but do the people at Sumo Digital hate you? Because you come <laughs> off like Tom Hanks in Big. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? I just showed up, pulled from the community, and now I have this giant team, and Snake's Pass is our big thing. Somewhere, <laughs> no, it's, like, I, I somewhere it's like, I've been working my entire career. I can punch <laughs> on the wall. No, I hope not. Okay. No. <laughs> it's, sometimes it's, it's difficult to try to push your vision for something coming from sure. a background that's so different from a lot of right. the other people. 
but uh, I, I do not. I I don't think they hate me. Was no. it weird when you came on for Little Big Planet to be? Because I can't imagine going from you know I love Patapon, but all of a sudden like you're on the Patapon team, and I'd be like. Wow, yeah, I, you guys made all the games that I love. I don't know where I'm going to sit, sit up in a meeting and tell you this is how it needs to be right, and that's how it yeah. needs to be. Did you were you did you were you timid at first to get out there and start talking? Well, on Little Big Planet Three, it was. Can, we know the, I wasn't the only guy that I got in it, through this path. Uh, at the same time, about eight people from all over the world, the best community creators from Little Big Planet, got hired and got brought to work on Little Big Planet Three. So there was a, a small team of us all coming from completely different backgrounds, sure. changing their lives around and trying to live the dream. Yeah, Who yeah. came up with the dog? Whoever's idea that was. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was the hit of that E3 yeah. trailer. Oh, yeah. Remember yeah, yeah, that happened? Yeah, People yeah, losing yeah. their damn minds with that dog. I'm not exactly sure who came up with the dog. I came up with the power-up for the dog, actually. Okay, well, the, smart. There you go. Okay. Spring. Thank you. Sure, sure, okay. So how crazy is it, then? You go from being a fan of games to being like, I want to make games, to making the games, to now making a game that is about to be on all consoles, including Switch, that right. just came out. Like That seems like it, a big deal. Yeah, it is unbelievable. And especially the last few months, it's just been going so fast, and it's been growing, growing. Because initially we were only going to release on Steam, and then, mm. well, another platform is interested, another one is interested, and then the most recent one, Switch, which was very important for us in terms of getting exposure. And mm. yeah, and it just, it, it's unreal. Like, and at this point, recently I looked at a video of our game, and I can't, I can hardly believe that we made that. Like, right. and it all just, started as a rope without a head. Yeah. <laughs> it's just been a, a crazy journey. And every time, every day, there's a moment where I have to pinch myself sure. to check if this is actually still real, really happening. Mm. This is one of them. Like, I'm sitting here with you guys. And that's, yeah, you it's just crazy. talked before this, you're running us through, right? Right. What's been your travel schedule here? Were you, we, we saw you. In San Francisco for GDC. Yeah, that was three weeks ago, I right. think. God. Yeah. And then we went to Boston for PAX for a week. Yeah. And right. after that, I had one day at home to do my washing. <laughs> then off to Madrid for four Madrid, days. Okay. And then from Madrid, I had one day for washing again. And okay. then we flew back here. You can wash clothes so. in other countries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's got that jar of quarters he's got to get. Yeah. He's not going to spend anywhere else. Funnily enough, the one day I, I came back from Madrid and I really needed to do my washing, my roommate actually had just moved out of the house and took away the washing machine. Oh, so dick I ended move. up having to go to the laundry. Oh, my know. God. Yeah. God damn Man. it. Well, maybe you'll get that snake pass money and you can you know, get your own laundry. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, hopefully. that's the thing. I mean, from when it's, you know, how it works for me is I think it was GDC. It was the first time we talked about Snake Pass, right? I'm, I'm yelling at Tommy, your PR guy, who's kind of funny best friend as well, off the one. Yeah, I guess we, I emailed you. emailed me two weeks before. Organized. Yeah, okay. So I, I remember hearing about Snake Pass on the peripheral of it happening. And yeah. then when you sent through the email, I go through every email for a GDC or for a show to see if it is something that would work for us. And my first reaction isn't like, oh, whatever. I'm like, Snake Pass, I don't get it. And I click on it and I watch it. I was like, shit, this does look fun. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, this does look cool. And that's when we booked the Let's Play. And then the, the Nindies trailer came out yeah. and showed it. And I came back from something. And you were like, holy shit, have you seen the Snake game? And I'm like, they're coming here yeah. in three days. Like, yeah, yeah that's the thing is, I was excited about this separately from Greg talking yeah. to them, whatever. And also, Tom, shout out to you. I like you a lot. So I, I missed the Let's Play <laughs> when uh, when they were all here because I forgot where I was. I was off doing something. But, it worked for you. Uh, I came back the next day and there was a, a post-it note with a dick drawing on my uh, monitor and it just said uh, to Tim, love Tom. And I'm like, who the fuck is Tom? And now the thing is, I was impressed because it wasn't just a dick, it was a very detailed dick. Oh, sure. yeah. I went to art school. And, and he, he went to art school. school. And it took two post-it notes 
on top oh, of each wow. other. So yeah. it was a real long dick. I was like, I don't know who this Tom is, but I like him. Yeah. And then I was running around asking who I was like, who the fuck is Tom? And they're like, oh, it's the snake pass guy. I'm like, all right. That's great. All right. So, and then so I met you in packs, and then there you go. If anyone wants a job, it's kind of funny. They just do what you did, but just don't knock on the biggest door. Just draw the biggest the dick. Biggest yeah. dick. Like the biggest dick. Like most post, post-it notes that From you From here on out, at every meet and greet, you're going to get post-it notes. I will accept them. Gladly. All right, fine. But yeah, and that's the thing. I'm glad Snake Pass is great. Congratulations getting it out. Thank mm, you very thank much, you. of course, for putting a platinum trophy in the PlayStation 4 version. My plan for Snake Pass comes out on Tuesday, right? Get yep. it on the Switch, because I'm going flying. Play oh, it there, yes. figure out how to do every level, come back and just bust out the Platinum on PS4, because oh. I'll just know, bop, bop, bop. I'll, okay. I'll probably have to watch YouTube to figure out the speedruns. Are there speedrun trophies? I'm assuming there's speedrun trophies. Yes. Yeah. God damn it. God Sorry. damn it. So bad maybe at speedruns. Maybe you're not up. good enough to, Shut up. to beat the champ. Nick Scarpino. Anyway, no. Thank, thank you very so much for in. joining us, Ed. This mm. has been fantastic. Everybody. Me. Make sure you check out Snake Pass. It's available in pretty much everything you could possibly want, unless you plan on some weird shit. Like Game Boy Color. Sure. You probably can't play it there. Rest I'm sure there will be someone that figures it out eventually. But until then, make sure you support these guys. And until next week, I love you. Hope you enjoyed that episode of Kind of Funny Games Cast. For more Kind of Funny Games content, click right there to subscribe. For more just fun content like The Morning Show, click right there to subscribe to Kind of Funny. Or support us on Patreon here, or check out some videos there. Give me a little wiggle.